Hello, and welcome to the bottom of the internet. This is Another Dead Pixel, the podcast that used to be about video games. Uh, my name is Nick, and I'll be your host today. Uh, here with me is the man who wrote Final Fantasy X-2. It's Joe. Joe, how you doing today? Doing all right, man. I mean, they wanted to submit the you know your Dojin fanfic, and so I went ahead and submitted it. And turns out they just stole my idea and went just ran with it for a whole new game. Granted, they took my beautiful art and turned it into perversion. Uh, but uh, I, I still say, uh, you know, I'm waiting for the remaster of that. You know, 4K. You know, all the dress changes. You know, the director's cut. You, you guys will just be surprised. Do, do, do you think you'll get royalties with the remake? Oh, dude, you know how the Japanese roll. Uh, once once they steal your stuff, you're never getting it back. <laughs> you don't have to pin that on the Japanese. <laughs> oh, no way, dude. Those businessmen are like old school. They, you're supposed to uh, say you, square, square. At least in America, you have an easier time suing people. I mean, you may not succeed, but you have a far easier time. And they'll just laugh at you and be like, what are you talking about? You're supposed to say Square Enix, dude, not like all of the Japanese people. <laughs> All the businesses, uh, considering the fact that oh, okay. just even renting renting an apartment there was a nightmare and a half. Well, oh, you're foreign. Let's ask if the, this apartment complex lets foreigners in. <laughs> no, seriously, that was a part of the process. Uh, uh, the, the the apartment manager said it's okay to have foreigners. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Good. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, that's allowed. Uh, you know. <laughs> And I guess obviously dogs. I've been denied cabs uh, in Korea, Japan, uh, and in um, China. Like all three. Uh, It's just like just for being uh, Western. (laughs) I got denied cabs in China. Yeah, that that happened. I never had it in Japan. I don't remember, but it might have been. It might. I might have just. I might just be forgetting. But and the thing is, I wasn't even drunk. I mean, I can understand if I was belligerent or something like that. You know, um, you know, I wasn't carrying around like so, you know souvenir katanas or something. I wasn't walking around with airsoft pistols out in the open, um, like I haven't done that before. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, never done that before. Uh, man, that's that's crazy. Yeah, like those are some crazy some crazy times. But like otherwise, uh, how you been? You you uh i i think i oh, you talking about how you had some issues uh this past week right oh yeah the last couple of weeks have been a doozy so after we had our um our last uh podcast uh so you know had had a good new year's with um a buddy of mine his tradi- the tradition is he comes over for every new year's uh he almost had covid or he was a, he was Thought afraid he, he might have it yeah and so he had to go through the i mentioned last time he had to go through hell trying to get his test he came over and everything was great and then come uh, that following Monday, uh, my the daycare calls calls us and goes, yeah, so like a bunch of us caught COVID. Uh, there's like at least at least multiple teachers and uh, a couple parents and possibly a couple children. Uh, so we're closing. We have to close down for like three days. I'm like, oh, right. Uh, and like, I'm like, OK, so who's they didn't give me who the names of who was exposed. I'm like, so who was exposed to my kid? When was the last time they were? Because according to the pediatrician, you have to wait five days since they were last contact with the, the exposed person, and then they can get tested. And so, like, okay, uh, that'll have been Friday. 
So right before, you know, before New Year's. And I'm like, all right. So the next time I can get someone tested, my kid tested was Wednesday. Uh, got them tested. Didn't get the results until late Friday. So the entire week, uh, you know, my son was, you know, was had to hang with us, which was fine, except for the fact that uh, he is a bundle of energy, and I can only, I like, I only have so much to give. <laughs> So that was very taxing. Uh, he had a good time. Everything was fine. He turned out he wasn't, you know, uh, he, he didn't catch it. So that was great. Uh, then he went back to school last week. Uh, and then come Friday, he, you know, a couple days ago, he comes home and within 10, 15 minutes starts projectile vomiting. Uh, <laughs> just no, literally, it's just like he's just sitting on my lap. And he's like, like it was chunky. And I'm like, is this onion? No, this is fruit. <laughs> this is some kind of fruit. I could look at his report like sheet later. I'm like, yeah, okay, he had fruit for lunch, a fruit cocktail, something. Or, um, but yeah, he, he. So well, we took him, you know, showered him up and everything, got him changed out, sat him on my lap again. I'm like, ah, round two. <laughs> Get him cleaned up. I'm like, okay, he's when he's only gotten a stomach illness like two or three times in his life. Um, and so every time he's done that, he's, he's gotten sick a couple times and threw up, you know, just really quickly. Uh, so the second time I wasn't too, too surprised, but the volume of it was pretty surprising. And <laughs> he ended up, uh, so, uh, we're like, okay, well, after a couple times, he's usually pretty energetic and pretty good to go. And he was still energetic, but then he continued to throw up for like the next five hours on a regular interval of like anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes wow. uh yeah so it went from like six to like something like one or two in the morning um and you know it's like the he had no fever he had he seemed pretty much okay except for the fact that he couldn't you know he just kept on throwing up and eventually well by the time it got that late it wasn't you know he was just it was just bile essentially it was very little but it was more like cough 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 throw up and then it's like he his he's learned to try to stop it and then eventually i we had it we had an old yogurt container uh like a big or no it was a sour cream or something like that and i had that as his mini bucket so the moment he started to retch <laughs> i literally put it in front of his face put his head down and i'm like and yeah i felt so bad but i said like, all right man uh <laughs> so it like, goes oh. and then i'm like no you, you got it Blah. okay cool you know Clean that out, rinse it with soap, bring it back for round two. Because in in anywhere from fifteen to you know, fifteen to thirty minutes, you're gonna go again. Uh, it was nightmarish, um, and then it continued more or less for the next day and a half. Um, it wasn't that it was. It got down like the next morning. He was because uh, of course you're afraid of dehydration at that point for your kids. Um, yeah, yeah. And so we we tried giving him some water. We get you know and then. Like, okay, cool. We waited like, you know, 15 minutes and gave him some more water, you know, a couple ounces here and a couple ounces there. And they're like, oh, we're doing good. All of a sudden, he just, just spits it all back up. And, we, you know, we tried milk and this and that. And eventually, like, after almost a full, you know, 24 hours or something like that, or maybe, maybe it was like 18 hours or something, we started giving him little syringes of like for, for Tylenol and stuff like that. Uh, it's a five millimeter syringe. And so every five minutes I gave him five mil five millimeters of or milliliters. I'm sorry, five milliliters of water. And so then five minutes would go by and I'd give him another five. And the thing, the thing of course, the worst part is he's begging for like more water. You know, he's just like, he knows the hand gestures to do it. So he's like, well, he kind of does it. So he's like, you know, it's supposed to be 
uh, sign language is supposed to be three up to the mouth. That's mm-hmm. what you, know, you, t- you teach because um, you know uh, toddlers can learn sign language easier than they can speak. You know, they can speak. So he's just, but he does this. He just brings his whole hand to his mouth and goes, goes, oh, wah, wah. And so he just keeps on doing that. And you're like, I'm sorry, buddy, I can't. You're literally gonna throw it back up. And yeah, so. You know, he's like, we're okay, cool. He looks like he's doing good. And we took him to, you know, we did also during the day, take him to the doctor. And the doctor's like, yeah, he's, it's just a stomach flu. Like we, we got tested for COVID again and, just, and also influenza and stuff. And, and he already had his flu shot. So we were safe, but we double check. And yeah, no, he, he tested all clear. It's just, he got some weird stomach bug. Yeah. And, I mean, that's going to go around too. Yeah. Like just, and he's, he's at the age that they're, they're just going to get that. And yeah, like he, sorry, man. You're not going to be able to hold this down. I'm doing you a favor by not giving you any water right now. But yeah, uh, you guys just, are like, I don't know how he survived. It's, it's so weird because like he went like a day and a half plus no eating at all and almost no drinking. And I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know how you. It's like, are you? You know, you're like, are you going to die on me, man? I'm like, I don't think you are. But it's just like, oh, this is you know, your mind after, especially after getting no sleep. Um, you you have like delirium. You're like, the worst is going to happen uh no, he, be, uh, this morning this morning he bounced back he's like he uh he slept for a good like four hours last and that was like the longest stretch or like he came up and he's like yeah i'm doing pretty good and we slowly introduced him to things and by the end of the day today he was just like yeah i can i can eat most of the basic stuff now like we we give him cheerios toast um there's a there's a the brat or brat um diet mentality which is uh banana uh, applesauce uh rice and um toast so b-r-a-t uh those are supposed to be like good easy foods for kids to eat okay Uh, yeah you know so uh yeah we had a lot of applesauce and that's what we we ended up giving him a bunch of that because we like that's more liquid uh so that was easier for him to you know take down and yeah he's he's fully he's ganky again he's all energetic um so you know that's it's awesome i just am running on like four to five hours of sleep in the last three nights so yeah, I mean that was that's better than like what you had before. Whenever it was like like really really bad though, right? I mean you tell me, at one point you only getting like two hours a night, right? Oh, I got less than two hours. Yeah, the, so that's why we're recording this late. Uh, oh yeah, mostly we should address I that. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, sorry guys. Uh, we're recording late just because I literally couldn't leave them alone. Uh, and you know, it's my wife like, can't take care of two kids at once, especially when one's probably vomiting uh so we did a lot of laundry um yeah. but yeah <laughs> that would be required with kid thrown up everywhere but yeah like we uh so we wanted to do this on friday obviously like we usually do that's when we usually record and then upload on on saturday but that wasn't going to happen and saturday uh there was other stuff and wasn't it probably was best to let people get some rest so uh it's sunday now probably not going to go up until until Monday, but, uh, that's okay. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's better to be a little late than never. Um, and I think the circumstances are pretty understandable. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I really wanted to try to get it up, but unfortunately just, uh, my kid was just, yeah, unfor- I could not leave him alone. And, uh, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, poor guy, man. Uh, he's like I said, he's doing good now. So that's, that's, that's good. But, uh, it's one of those things that you, you don't feel, you feel the most like a bag of shit when it's, you can't help, uh, 
you know, a family member or something, you know, out because it's like, all you can do is just sit there and just be like, let me help clean you up. And that's really about it. And especially, like I said, especially when he's asking for things and you have to deny him, you're like, I'm sorry. Like, I have to be the bully. Uh, yeah. And they look at you all pitiful, like, why aren't you helping me? I'm like, I, yeah. So uh, that was been, that's been my super hectic last like 72 hours um yeah i did so, not envy that at all i did not envy that at all yeah you've been really cool about it, so i really do appreciate it like you know uh yeah it's it's oh, one thanks. of those things that uh hopefully it won't have to happen too much too often uh and if there is you know if there ever is um you know uh a time we have to miss due to any emergencies or anything on either end you know we'll we'll throw up a a uh We'll we'll have some con- canned content to throw up uh, for our viewers in the future, uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Hopefully. <laughs> well, we're gonna we have a we have like we have a little bit of uh, emergency fund episodes uh, that we're gonna be able to put out, and um, what those are gonna be exactly remains to be seen. Hopefully, we won't have to use them uh, for for a while, and if not, then we'll just put them out as. But that's all that's all like inside baseball stuff. Um, but yeah, man. Um, we're here now, though. That's good. Um, I actually have a, I don't know, a Seinfeldian quandary for you, I guess, is what I would call it. So, um, Yada, yada, yada? That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, yada, yada, yada. No soup for you. Okay. <laughs> I mentioned the bisque. Um, <laughs> that's a good one, too. Uh, see, he was angry that day, my friends. So I went and saw a movie that I'll talk about later, but I went and saw this movie in the theater. Um and um, sat, and so because I, um, so like, uh, I ordered my tickets online, and I wanted to sit, you know, it kind of toward the center, and also you're not allowed to pick a seat between people, so I had to sit like right next to somebody, right? Um, so I, so I, uh, so like I'm, I'm at the movie, got my popcorn stuff like that and my drink and I'm, I'm eating and all this stuff. And so we're about like 20 minutes into the movie by the time I finish my popcorn and my Snickers bar and get a good ways on my drink. Uh, and I'm sitting next to this person, right? This person is wearing a mask, you know, the whole time. That's fine. That's cool. You do you lady. Um, so, but it's been like 20 or 30 minutes. And I finally finished my popcorn and I put it down on my seat and I'm just sitting there watching the movie. Right. And I noticed that she like, she like looks over at me and then she like turns back to the movie. And I was like, that was kind of weird. Um, and then a few minutes go by and then she like looks over at me again and then she kind of turns back to me for a second. And then she turns to me and she goes, could you put your mask on? And I, and I was like, Without missing a beat, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. So I, I dig around, I find my mask, and I, I put it on. Um, but I was just kind of like thinking, I was like kind of like thinking like, I mean, I, I get it. I, I get it, but it's like, like, what do you think about that? Like, it sounds like if you're asking, you don't get it. <laughs> like, I mean. Because if you got it, it wouldn't be a fucking problem, now would it? Uh <laughs> Like I put, right. like uh, I put the mask on because because I because she asked me to, and because that that that's fine with me 
Like, because we know that you're not, because you know that you're impervious to a COVID, right? So we've established this, well, and that you couldn't possibly give it to anyone else. I've already had COVID, and so I have like the most robust antibodies that, on the planet right now. So I'm just like, I'm just like, okay. So we've sat next to each other because I was there before the movie without my mask on. Uh, so we've sat next to each other for you know 45 minutes here. Um, I've been breathing, you have a mask on, um, and we're sitting like right next to each other. I don't know how much putting a mask on for the next hour or so is really going to help, but I don't know. I was just, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it if, if that's what she wants, but I'm also kind of like, if you're that worried about it, why are you, you know, why are you at this? at this movie, you know, but I don't know. I was just kind of like, eh. I mean, like, what there's would you a level of courtesy? All right. There's a level of courtesy that should be given. But one thing is I haven't been to the movie since COVID happened and nor do I want to. So that's, that's my answer to your thing is uh, just don't go to the fucking movies. Uh, watch it at home. Uh, I mean, everything so... is streaming. Everything is, you know, like you almost day and day. Uh, and if it's not, it's probably not worth it anyways. Yeah. Uh, so like so, so like to yeah. to like to her to her credit like it's a movie that is not streaming yet and actually okay. and actually is not um it, it's not supposed to be released until it wasn't supposed to be released until Friday and I was watching okay, so it on, you got an early screening okay uh so the the other part of this was um so I have since I haven't been to the theaters I don't know how when you say I had assumed that you're supposed to be like checkerboard space, you know, like, you know, from everyone. But you said you're just you're actually sitting side by side. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's fucked up. Uh, I would assume it'd be every other seat. And then the end one person would have an end cap and the person in front of them up front and back would be empty. Uh, but two seats, you know, forward or back would have someone. So it'd be every other seat. That's the way I would assume it would be done because that would give uh, a safety net. Yeah. If you yeah. cough in front of you, there's no one directly in front of you. There is someone two seats down. That's, you know, that would be the ideal. Um, yeah, so I think that's weird. That's set up that way. And because you're forced to sit next to someone, you should have just bought two seats. Uh, <laughs> <and then> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the thing, too, is like I brought a friend with me and he was sitting next to me and, you know, he didn't have his mask on. Uh, and I was, I was just kind of like, well, I'm not gonna, you know, and she's not going to reach over and go, Hey, you put your mask on too, you know, but like to her, to her she credit rude about it though. Right. So. No, she just asked and I'm not going to be a dick because that ruins the movie for both of us. And it's not that big of a deal and all that stuff. But I was just kind of like, I mean, it was, it was like not actually super comfortable for me to sit there and watch the movie with the mask on. Uh, you know, it's not, and it's, and, you know, I paid for this movie and all this stuff. And, you know, if you're, if you're that worried about it, lady, maybe just stay home and skip this one or wait till it comes out, you know? And I just, uh, I mean, and so, but I do feel both ways about it. I do feel like, well, you know, I can see, I can see the argument. Um, the, the safety net for you is to make sure to bring more snacks. So you're always constantly eating immediately from start to finish. That's the first thing I thought is like, I just shouldn't have put the fucking popcorn down. I just, you know, I just kept, just kept 
pretending that I was eating popcorn the whole time. And then when they say, excuse me, make sure to just, the moment they say, excuse me, just pull it out and put it in your mouth and go, hmm, as you look at them. And, you go, and then you're like, can you put your mask on? I'm like, mm, no, 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 no. And then they, they can't say shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, but that means you have to bring enough snacks. So next time, just bring a whole bag of Twizzlers. Uh, and then just constantly have it dangling from your mouth the entire time, like you know. And the next time, just always have one in dangling, always at all times. Uh, yeah. Make it, make it your, make it your um, uh, Lolita, you know, lollipop. You know. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> turn you go. Hmm? Oh yeah. <laughs> Get, raise an eyebrow or something. You know, be like. <laughs> Give them a uh, once over, up and down. Be like, I don't know. I'm gonna cut this. I'm, <laughs> then just, like, gonna cut I'm just gonna cut everything <laughs> from, from Lolita. Like, then, then watch them just turn away and not look at you. I'm cutting. Every- the moment they- <laughs> I'm cutting everything from Lolita on. <laughs> no, you're not. And um, we're back. <laughs> and then you're gonna put up, or then you put on your mask. And then you just start coughing. Just do not stop coughing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those. It's one of those things. Where it's just like, man, what the fuck do we do now? Um, but like, yeah, it, it, it's, like, it's a weird situation for the movies. Um, it, it took, I mean, it, it took me it, like it took me like five minutes to get used to like wearing the mask while I watched the movie. So it wasn't it wasn't really that big of a deal. It was just kind of a thing that happened, and I don't know. Just wanted to talk about. That's it. why you need you need to get the the Razor mask that they showed off at CES with all the RGB <laughs> on it, oh so it can just you just have it going and be like, it's just my mask. I'm just you know I'm just trying to be healthy, you know, good. And then you know, I'm but good. those masks actually don't work. Um, <laughs> that has been debunked uh, recently. The filters the filters are the correct grade, but the mask itself as a whole is not um is not certified. It's not like K95 or whatever. I forget what the what the certification, but the the filters are the correct filter. Um, but the actual mask isn't uh, done up properly. Um, I forgot who the I saw on a different news report, but uh, a female streamer or like she took apart the mask and d- did it, looked at it all herself, and she's like, "No, this in order for it to be rated as or what they're advertising, uh, this doesn't meet the standard. So there, it's all it's actually false advertising." <laughs> Well, I mean, like half of everything is false advertising. Uh, yeah, for sure. But you think, when you talk about health I mean, and standards, like how much does that mask you know? cost? Like, like, oh, like a hundred bucks or something like that. Is if it it's more? razor, at least, right? Um, I like, thought it was really. I thought it was equally equal parts stupid and smart. Yeah, I like the fact that the front was clear, so you can actually see the person's mouth as they talk. That sounds um, weird. It's just <laughs> one of those like that's neat. But at the same time, it, the ventilation, ha- they're supposed to be kicked in fans. So therefore it helps with the fog uh, because, or else you just, you know, uh, fogging up the front little lens. I'm like, yeah, I don't really necessarily want people to see my ma- my mouth move when I have a mask like that. Uh, but then again, you're drawing attention to yourself with RGB. So you want people to see what you have. So you can still be eating your Twizzlers while you have your mask on and people can see that. Yeah. Blowing bubbles and like, you know, chewing gum. So I remember looking up the price and I forgot what it was, but I remember thinking that's too expensive for a joke. Um, Cause they're like a hundred bucks is like, okay, I could, I could wear this and be funny. I could get away with it. Uh, I wasn't really, I didn't really know that it wasn't like up to code or whatever, but you could get away with it, you know, walking into restaurants or whatever. Nobody would give a shit, but it would be funny. Good joke. Blah, blah, blah. Have hang it on your wall. And in 10 years, people are like, Oh, look at the shit they were doing during COVID. Uh, but then I was like, I saw the price for whatever it was, and I was like, No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. 
But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, t- I typed in Google real quick, and the first thing one of the th- drop downs popped up was um, $100. But I then clicked on an article and it didn't show nothing. So I have no idea. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Well, the, the finish up to this story is that so that was on Wednesday. Well, on Friday after, no, that wasn't it. Not Friday. On <laughs> Thursday afternoon. So the next day, Thursday afternoon, I randomly started to get like achy and chills. Uh, and then, and I was like, I think I'm just, I mean, it was really more of manifesting like a headache at first. And I was like, I don't really feel good, but it was like two hours before the end of work. And I was like, I don't feel good, but I mean, it's probably just cause I'm tired. And then like about eight o'clock that night, I was like, I am legitimately getting like chills and I don't feel good. I like, I don't feel good at all. So I went, so I was like, damn it, that bitch was right. <laughs> and I was like, fuck this. Uh, so I, I went and, uh, I went and laid down about, about like 8.30 and just went to sleep. Woke up, not feeling 100%, but feeling a lot better. I was like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm back. I don't know what the hell happened there, but I think she just cursed me or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of the things that... If I'm sitting next to someone, uh, you know, grant like I would prefer them to have the mask on. Like I said, if you're eating, then granted, you know, that obviously that shouldn't, you know, that should be fine. If you're at a restaurant, for example, there should be spacing. And the theater, you'd think there'd be spacing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I think I think that's so dumb. Uh, I don't know why they're you're sitting next to each other. Uh, you should show your vax card and then get in. That's what they did for early concerts when they when they started kicking those up. Yeah, they still um, have that. They still have. Uh, People doing that, especially like uh, South, but no, Austin City Limits was a big concert they just had at the end of the summer, and uh, yeah, they had Vax cards and uh, I think COVID tests and stuff that you had to show. Okay, so the Zephyr, uh, the Razor Zephyr, is the name of the mask. Uh, the The regular version was a hundred. Uh, the Zephyr Pro uh, was one fifty. Okay, okay, was the Pro the one that actually works, or do they both? Just- uh- I, just have I more don't lights know. On it. Like, because I think it was the Zephyr that on one that they debunked. Uh, but <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the Pro didn't work either. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, yeah. I don't know. It's I I use I use Razor products, but like at the same time, it's um, I really I don't have any brand loyalty. So uh, they were ex- it was expensive, but it's it's I use the wireless stuff, and that's what I wanted, and it does its job real well. So <laughs> I can't complain. Uh, but that was, like that's the only products I use by Razor. You know. So like I just the idea of having a mask like that, uh, I don't know. It just irritates me. <laughs> There's something about it that's just cringeworthy. Unless if you're cosplaying for like a Watchdogs or something like, then that's really fucking cool. I think it's <laughs> just a that, pure, it. I think it's just a pure joke. I think it's just awesome as a joke. Uh, <laughs> just to be like, man, look at this fucking thing. Uh, and it, and when I'm a big time streamer and you know worth millions of dollars i'll definitely have like two of those uh, you get but, the atari speaker hat while you're at it right <laughs> yeah i'll do that but Sorry, i mean that baseball cap with, or something like that with speakers in it so but really i mean like razor sucks so i'll wait for like the corsair maybe the logitech one to come out and then i'll buy that 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 mask um because it'll be more ergonomic <laughs> um speaking of the movies i have been to them a couple times and i'm going to talk about one real quick, and then we'll get on to uh, something a little bit. I can talk about a little bit more in depth. The first movie I want to talk about is a little movie you may have heard of called Spider-Man. Uh, this is the wrong one. I grabbed the wrong one. Fuck this. I'll, I'll, fi- I'll figure it out later. 
Uh, I'll edit this in post. Uh, so I watched. Um, no, this is right. This is right. I thought you. I thought you had maybe a graph, a different graph. There's Homecoming, and then there's Far From Home, and this is, and then okay. So no I, yeah, I am yeah. correct. Okay, I am correct. I, I, I just assumed you. You had a still of you know. Tom I never doubted myself like for a second. Um, so, <laughs> I saw Spider Man No Way Home uh, uh, a, a little while ago. Um, I heard this movie was good. I heard it was like amazingly great and stuff. And as of a few like a week or so ago. I don't know if it's holding, but it did have the highest Rotten Tomatoes score of any Marvel movie uh, at 90, oh, okay. 93%, even above like Endgame or or whatever one was was the next highest at like 90%. And I was like, dang, okay, whatever. Uh, I don't really go by Rotten Tomatoes scores because it's whatever, dog. But my good friend, um, he made a point to like skip a, like a, a gathering of friends to go see this movie and he made a point to tell everybody that he was doing that. And so I asked him and I was like, why did you do that? And he was like, dude, this movie, I couldn't have it spoiled for me. Like this movie was so good. And I was like, really? And he was like, I guess he, he couldn't say anything about it. And I was, he was like, dude, you just need to go see it like as soon as possible. And I was like, okay, so I'll go see it on did Sunday. Did you see the others? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's kind of the thing is like, uh, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because the first one I really liked the, and then, uh, far from yeah, home, really good. far from home. I was like, okay, it's good. Far but, from home was okay, but I, it's, I think it was trying to do too much and like, it was really neat doing some of the deep fake stuff. Um, I thought that was really kind of like, it's topical slightly ahead of its time because, or it's, it's, you know, it's relevant to our times, but it's one of those things that uh, due to COVID, like, you know, it's, it'll be more relevant in the near future, uh, with oh, the deep yeah. fakes. And so I thought that was really, really neat. But the, a lot of the side stuff was just, uh, yeah, I was, like I said, it wasn't as good as the first. Um, but yeah. it was still, it was still a decent movie. It wasn't, it wasn't like it's a bad movie, but yeah, um, it was, it was definitely like a sophomore slump there. Like it just didn't quite have the same direction. It was good. It just something about it. Like it just wasn't all the way there. So I was kind of expecting that from this, honestly. Um, and then other people raving about it. And I went to go see it and, and then I kind of like, and I had seen some, some spoilers that I didn't really realize were spoilers. I'm not going to go into what they were, but once I got to, you know, the first quarter or so of it is like sort of regular intro to, to this, what we're doing here, set up, set up, set up. Um, and then, and then, uh, some stuff happens and I was like, Oh, Okay. So that's what they're doing with this. And I was like, so that's, so like, that's what's happening here. Maybe. And then more happens. And I was like, okay, so that's what they're doing here. And then even more happens. Like, okay, here we go. This is, this is awesome. This is amazing. Um, and so I'm not going to talk about this movie really much anymore because I can't say anything about it because to, to do so would, would spoil it. That's also why I picked this graphic. So if you're listening and you're not watching, uh, this graphic is just a straight up, a straight up thing, a, a, a screenshot of the words Spider-Man No Way Home. There's no pictures on it. There's nothing like that because every picture I found had, you know, you could angle it out or whatever, but you could tell there was a little bit of a spoiler there. Um, 
anyway, it's a it's a well crafted movie. Um, it's it hit me right in the feels a bunch of times, and uh, I love the heck of a heck out of it. And uh, Joe, you got to go see it as soon as you as soon as you can. Is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm, I'm luckily I don't do a lot of social media, uh, so I've stayed spoiler free. Uh, and I do want to see it. Uh, that's I I do like this the um, Tom Holland Spider Man. Uh, good. They're probably the best run of all of them so far. Uh, I actually skipped the uh, Garfield ones. Okay. Um, they were. And... They had good points, but but like the the villain stuff, I didn't think was. Very well done. Okay. Um, yeah. So I I want to see it. I've uh, I did watch a Marvel movie uh, over this time too. So when it gets around to me, I'll <laughs> I can talk about what I watched. Uh, but yeah, uh, totally. Uh, especially with your uh, recommendation, because yeah, there's a lot of uh, I knew uh, going into it. I knew a lot of the fan theories because a buddy of mine uh, he he watched a lot of those videos, YouTube videos where people you know break down any little thing or go through all the hypotheticals of it could be this and it could be tied to this and that. And so uh, usually talking with that buddy, uh, I get a good insight of the greater expanded universe or like the different uh, timelines and this and that. And I'm like, okay, that's really cool to know because otherwise a lot of that stuff, I just have no clue. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'll, I'll try my best to see it, but I ain't going to the theaters. Yeah. It's not even, well, that and the Somebody fact that I have to pay it for me, I would have to then find a babysitter. Uh, oh, so yeah. be like, and that's like $20 an hour. <laughs> I'm like, just, I'm not going to spend $60 on a babysitter just and then the movie theaters on itself. I'm like, nah, I'll wait till it comes to streaming and then I'll, you know, buy it right away. Yeah. Just get your new kid or just get your old kid to, to babysit your new kid. That's how it works. I right? mean, for the price of daycare, uh, you know, you're looking at you know, around these parts, you know, three to $400 um, like a week. Oh, so I, I, I thought about it. I'm like, dude, I could just rent an apartment and just, just baby proof it. Right. And then just put a pile of snacks in the corner and just be like, have at it kid. I'll come back. I'll come back for you in like, you know, 10 hours. <laughs> that is incredible, dude. That is so much money. Uh, wow. I mean, that's, that's wild. Um, but yeah, that's, that hurts me in my heart. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah. of course, I'm not going to leave my kid in an apartment by themselves. It's fine. <laughs> no call child f- services. <laughs> you just blow out the pilot lights. It's fine. You know, that's, just, that's all you got to do, man. Uh, you know, duct tape everything all the sharp objects just duct tape them but yeah so this movie was good uh so yeah i'm, I'm excited about it and uh, i enjoyed it a lot but the movie i can talk about um is a another movie um called bell so this is a new anime movie that just came out uh, like I was saying earlier, it's supposed to come out on Friday the 14th, but I got a chance to see it on Wednesday the 12th um, for an early showing, which uh, kind of just happened to stumble upon. I was like, oh, what's this? Oh, there's an early showing. Holy crap. Uh, so I jumped on that. Um, I forget the director's name, but he's the same it's, guy. It's uh, Mama, uh, Mamoru, Mamoru uh, yeah. Hosoda. Uh, yeah, he's so the Mamoru Hosoda, who, who uh, I think he's done Ghibli stuff, in the, like he worked for them in the past, but uh, his stuff is really good. Uh, so uh, things that people would know is uh, for me, he did the first U.S. Digimon movie, uh, which is like two parts actually, uh, which was 
great because it introduced me to Fatboy Slim. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, that soundtrack well. that soundtrack was really dope, actually. Okay. Uh, and and uh, then he came out with um, his really big hit was uh, "The Girl Who Leapt Through Time." Um, it's fucking amazing, like awesome movie. For, um, I'm, I haven't seen it for a long time, so I'm not sure how well it holds up, but it was super awesome at the time. And then after that, he hit he hit it out of the park with a uh, Summer Wars. Uh, Summer Wars. Um, that one has a lot. This one kind of connects with Digimon and kind of connects with um Bella. Uh, which is uh essentially the whole connecting cyber. Uh, like to this one is Summer Wars is about um uh, essentially uh an online uh social network um kind of like the metaverse <laughs> but you know you create your avatar and stuff and the avatars there's a sentient like ai if i remember correctly and, and there's it's the people versus the machine uh it's it's really good uh just give that a shot after that he came out with um wolf and uh wolf children uh which is a really sweet just family thing um mom has two wolf half wolf cubs babies essentially um and it's her living in the country trying to raise these children who are half beast, half uh, human. Uh, after that was uh, A Boy and the Beast, uh, which I did not get to see. But that one, a lot of people like that when we were in Japan. That actually came out uh, when we were there. And uh, 2015. You might have left uh, when that. I can't remember anymore. Yeah, this uh, is about right. I think I would have been gone. Maybe. And then they have uh, uh, Mirai. Uh, Mirai is uh, actually on Netflix. Uh, so oh, okay. the one, so so the last movie he made uh, in 2018, that's actually on Netflix. Uh, so if you want to give that a shot, um, that one's a uh, you know uh, I haven't actually got it's on my list. Uh, I didn't even realize it was him. I just saw the uh, trailer and I'm like, okay, I'll add it to my uh, list. And then when you mentioned seeing Belt, I'm like, all right, well let me look. I'm like, oh dude, it's him. Okay, cool. Uh, because I had I've been out of the loop for a while. So so yeah. So super good director. Like really like this director. So tell me about this. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like you really like this director quite a bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I think The Girl Who Leapt Through Time was one that got nominated for, like, Best Animated Feature. I know I know one of his films, at least one of his films, has been nominated uh, for that. Uh, and I hadn't have heard of The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Haven't seen it. Um, do you think that would be a good place for me to start after this with watching yes. his movies? Yes. Um, I... I... Honestly, go with Digimon, but uh, I, uh, I actually really like Digimon. Um, like that's it? a okay. it's an old school like I I have a soft spot in my heart for that series. Uh, but you know, Girl Who Left Through Time, uh, two thousand six. Uh, watch that. Watch Summer Wars. After uh, Summer Wars is really good. I I've, I have a hankering since you mentioned going to see uh, Bella. I've had the hankering to rewatch Summer Wars. Um, and then uh, because I never watched Boy and the Beast, uh, I I want to watch that one. Uh, but yeah, okay. so totally girl who lived through time. Start with that. Okay. Um, so I, I will go, I'll, yeah. I'll go and watch that. Um, because, uh, I have heard it's good. And also because I, I kind of want to give this director a little bit, uh, more of a fair chance because I really did not like this movie very much at all. Um, okay. so, and like, and I really wanted to, I came in with someone like, okay, yeah, this is gonna be cool. Um, so what this movie is, you know, premise wise is about is, um, it's a kind of a modern take on the beauty and the beast, uh, story. Um, so you kind of know that going in It's the hint, you know, I mean, the name in Japanese is like the princess and the dragon or something like that. And it's so, and then they named it bell, uh, for, I guess, English audiences, 
the um, dragon and the freckled princess. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The freckled princess. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, so yeah. So, um, the main character's name is bell and, uh, I guess the, the premise beyond beauty and the beast is that there is this metaverse, uh, in the near future and it's called you and it is a, just the letter U and it it's on your phone, but then there's also these like a little bit larger kind of earbuds that go in your, in your ear and they don't really show you like how it really connects. They just kind of show you the real world. And then like the, 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 the you, I call it the you verse, but the you world or whatever. Um, and the thing is about it though, is that, this U verse, the technology in it is supposed to look at who you are and reveal your true strength, like your reveal your true power. Um, and so, and so like this, this girl is having kind of issues in her, in her real life. She tries you and then um, stuff happens, and uh, she sort of becomes famous in you, and then, and then the, like the beast like comes out, um, and kind of like, and then sort of that that narrative goes along, um, which, yeah. So I'll just leave it there. So so you kind of so I don't want to spoil it any more than that. It just becomes Beauty and the Beast in its own clever way in some ways. So the good parts about it is that the animation is, is pretty good in a lot of places. Um, I think it looks really nice when they're in the real world. Um, and then I think that when they go into the U verse, uh, well, I'll get to that in a second, but it looks really nice in the real world. The main character, I really like the main character. Uh, I feel like, like I, I identify with her. She's got, you know, some, some good, she feels very human to me. Um, and even like the character designs for the most part, I like, and a lot of the, uh, the non main characters with a lot of the supporting cast, I really like, you know, the design and the acting and stuff like that. I thought it's, I thought it was really, really good. Um, and that's about as much as I can. And the, Oh, the music is also pretty good. This music, this, this movie is highly musical. It is not a musical, but it has a lot of songs it has a couple songs in it um, is how I would categorize it. And it's, the music is good, not great. It's, it's good, but it's not, it's not like I really felt the need to go and listen to it again later. Um, so, all right. Uh, I really, I wanted to quick chime in. Um, oh yeah. So uh, the, the film of his that uh, was nominated uh, was uh, Mirai. Uh, was, oh, was nominated uh, for Best Animated Feature Film uh, 2019 uh, by the Oscars. Uh, the Girl Who Leapt Through Time and Summer Wars, which came, um, those both won uh, Japan Academy uh, Prize for Animation of the Year. So that was in 06 and in 09. Uh, okay. But they won for so 07 and uh, 2010 is when they won. Uh, so those the Girl Who Left Through Time and Summer Wars did win Japanese um, acclaim. 
and Mirai, which was the one on Netflix. So you can watch that easy enough. Uh, that one was the Oscar nominated. And uh, yeah, so the uh, it's the when it comes to these kind of uh, retellings of old fable tale, uh, fables and such, uh, I always have a hard time like. I don't care is what it comes down to. I always feel like they do a bad job and I just, I'm like, why, like how many more times do I need to see like the jungle book or, uh, you know, Tarzan or any, like anything like that. It's just like those, I don't care about your version of, um, snow white, you know, or something like that. Cause there's a lot of retellings when it comes to those type of things. Uh, and that's, that is my number one, like, like the moment I'm like, Oh, it's a, like they did the Little Mermaid, uh, Studio Ghibli did their um, their version of that uh, Poyo, uh, I think it was. Yeah. And it, but it's like more off the source material, not like not Disney Princess version. And but I'm like, I just didn't care. That was that was a big letdown for me. Uh, one of the first big letdowns by Studio Ghibli when that one came out. Granted, it wasn't Miyazaki, but it was like someone else. But I don't care. It's just it was when Miyazaki. you rehash an old story. I just don't care. Okay, I thought Ponyo was Miyazaki, but um... it might have been. I don't. I thought it wasn't, but I honestly just um, I can't remember. It. It's been so long. I just remember being really let down by it. And uh, no, the, this director though, um, uh, uh, Hosoda, uh, he likes to. He really does like this whole digital realm because once again, Digimon. Um, oh, <laughs> one point, I see. It goes well, full the, circle now. Well, see, the thing is, in in that particular movie, um, there's also a bit where, like, essentially, um, uh, an egg's hatching in like in digital space, but like the people are connected and they're like chatting, and so like you're he essentially, um, people are uh talking all, and this is like before this is I guess MySpace era, you know, uh, yeah. before Facebook. And it's everyone's commuting, communicating, and like you know, chiming in with the in a chat room kind of situation. Uh, and those who are in the space can kind of see their texts pop up. And so at, at points, like there's criticisms or encouragements, those are coming in, and they can see that and hear that. Um, Summer Wars, uh, they have their own you know digital landscape, and that was uh, I think it was called Oz. Um, mm. And that one, like I said, th those characters and that the whole concept of that was pretty neat. Uh, it was that was really enjoyable uh so this uh director has a you know kind of has this motif in a couple of his films so i'm like well maybe pulling a modern aesthetic with this digital aspect might be neat but i'm like i just i just don't care about beauty and the beast i um so like like that's... i mean like i i definitely whenever i kind of uh <laughs> I'd rather see a new, I'd rather hear a new story or at least I'd rather hear like, okay, so I'd rather see a movie and not know it was from beauty and the beast. And then, and then like go, okay. Yeah. I can see how there's a couple things that are drawn from it, but you took it and made it completely your own. Um, I definitely prefer that. I can see too though, why they're like, Hey, we're going to put this out in America and let's go for a classic story and try to make, you know, we, we want this to sell, you know, so, and we kind of have an idea that works with it. So we're going to go for it. I, I get that. I understand that as a studio that they kind of feel like they need to do that too, I guess. Um, so like, I'm really, I do really want to go in and watch uh, uh, <laughs> Mirai and uh, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time because um, I, I have heard of this director and I have heard he's really good. Uh, but like... The bad things about this movie, like 
the nothing in the U-verse is is earned. Like as far as a story goes, like they they tell you what happens and they don't really show you, hey, this is how the U-verse works. This is why good things are happening. This is why bad things are happening. The rules are not well defined. They're just sort of plopped in front of you. Um, the uh, and they they don't really feel real at all. The the animation in the in the universe, it looks pretty, but it doesn't. And it looks, but it looks very floaty. Nothing is grounded or tactile at all. It doesn't feel real. Maybe that's by design, but it also just seem it just feels annoying to me it doesn't it's it's not floaty in a good way it just feels like it's floating off of the screen in kind of a bad way i want you to watch uh after you watch a girl who lived through time i want you to watch summer wars and because that one has a more because of that whole digital realm i'm curious uh, about your take on that and comparing the two because i'm not gonna get around watching uh bell for a while uh so yeah, I'm, I'm really curious what your thoughts on with the whole landscape and when you're comparing, the, you know, to compare the two. Um, yeah, the only Beauty and the Beast that's worth it is, um, was it uh, the late 80s uh, TV series, Beauty and the Beast? The only beast there is is Ron Perlman. And <laughs> you have Linda Linda Hamilton uh, from Terminator series. Uh, yeah, that, that was the only was the TV series that ran for a couple of years. So like that's, that's the worthwhile one. Speaking of all, speaking of old uh, Beauty and the Beast, you know, uh, renditions. There is a couple of homages to, um, I think the 1991 Disney beauty and the beast. Uh, they do kind of, uh, they kind of like tip their hat to that. I think in a couple places I could be wrong, but that's what it felt like to me. Um, and then, uh, or maybe they're just going more off the classic story and that I'm just not super familiar with, but anyway, um, so like, a couple other things is that there's a little bit of, of uncreative reuse of animation. I only noticed one spot where I thought they could have reused like 90% of this little clip, but changed it just a little bit and made it feel like it's just not quite exactly the same. So I was a little bit like, okay, I see what, I mean, that's, that was rare. It only happened once that I can definitely remember but it definitely left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth because by then I was sort of starting to turn against the movie a little bit. Um, and I was sort of starting to watch for things I didn't really care for. Um, so that might be holding a little bit to um, judging it a little too harshly, but the bad guy in this movie, he's not in it very much and he is boring and generic and he's supposed to be kind of boring and generic but like not in a, but he's not like they kind of make a tired joke with him and it's fine, but he's just like, he's just not good. Just not good character design. I, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. And he's not, maybe he's not supposed to be the point of the movie, but it, he's should be something. I mean, he's, he's definitely the antagonist and it's, or the embodiment of the antagonist. And I was just like, uh, okay. So it was, it was not, um, it was not as good as I kind of hoped it would be. 
Um, hopefully you'll get a chance to see it someday. Uh, and hopefully you'll have forgotten what I've said about it. <laughs> so you can kind of go into it sort of fresh. Um, but I would say you're definitely fine to not rush to see it. You can wait until it, it comes out. I don't know. I don't know when it's going to come out, um, on streaming and stuff. I imagine it will eventually, but, um, I'd give this like, I don't know, like a five or six out of 10, uh, somewhere in there if I, if I had to rate it, but yeah, so that's pretty much all that I've been watching. Um, but I, you're telling me that you've been watching some pretty cool stuff. So what have you been watching, Joe? All right. So when my buddy came over uh, for New Year's, uh, I had him go ahead and he's never seen the uh, the new Power Rangers movie, Wait. the one that came out in 2017. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. We'll go with this. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, that's what I, that's what's on the docket, man. That's the top one. Uh, so, yeah, the Power Rangers movie. He ended up. Uh, all right, this this came out in a weird time. Uh, yeah. So the long and short of it is, I saw this on an airplane. Uh, I had a there was a lot of family issues going on, and I'm flying back to uh, to Japan, and I am like I don't know, um, like four or five scotches in uh and i'm like all right i'm gonna watch this movie this can't be any good right it has to be hot trash uh there's just no way that it can be all right and uh turned out uh it was actually way better than it had any right to be i was just like wait a minute wait a minute. maybe it was just the booze talking so then of course i'm like uh when I, eventually i'm like i tell my wife i'm like we gotta watch this movie you have to have your opinion on this because she grew like we we grew up in, in during the 90s where it was like the first power ranger movie was really good to us you know like we have great nostalgia factor for that um and i'm like no tell me what you think of this i mean it's like i don't know it's like a 70 percent good movie um the, the the bad parts are all the villain portion but like the actual characters and everything and the way they do things and make jokes about the previous series um you know, like this is this is solid, uh, and so uh, yeah, I ended up having uh, I had her watch it, and she generally really liked it too. Uh, so that was uh, that was kind of our takeaway from it is it's a decent movie, and if you like Power Rangers at all, like if you have any nostalgia for the original stuff, totally give this one a watch. It is not; it's like it is a good popcorn film, uh, and yeah, totally worth it. So. The, you know, essentially, uh, they do their own take. They they change up, uh, they change up the roles a little bit, uh, and they make sure to not necessarily uh, race match the Rangers <laughs> with the colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they actually make a joke about it. Alpha goes, um, they go like five kids, five colors, five colored kids. You know, <laughs> like uh, it's just like, oh, you actually did it. That's great. You made you know, um, you made the, racism uh, cool. So Billy, who is the uh, the Blue Ranger, who is the nerd, uh, they make him uh, they make him a black kid, um, and so the black kid, the black ranger is ends up being an Asian, uh, and so at one point he's less like their their uh, stones start glowing. He's like, I'm black, and he goes, he's like, what? He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just oh, it's stupid, but it's good. Um, the the big uh, the main the Red Ranger. Uh, watching it with the buddy like years removed now they um the red ranger is actually the uh season two of i think it's season two or three of um 
Stranger Things. I think it's season two. The uh, the new character <clears throat> that came into town. Uh, there's a new girl. A yeah, character. yeah. Uh, her brother, Sometimes the 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 Billy or something like that. I think. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, season two of Stranger Things was not that memorable for me. Uh, the, the girl character is Max because her she go by Mad Max on the um, arcade charts. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, her brother, the douchebag with long hair. Um, so that's actually the Red Ranger. Okay. I didn't realize that because I saw it before uh, Strange Things ever came out. And yeah. then it's like, my buddy's like, dude, is that him? I'm like, dude, you're totally right. It is. Okay. Uh, and uh, the uh, the Pink Ranger is the girl from the new Aladdin. Uh, she played the Jasmine from the new Aladdin oh, uh, live yeah, action. Oh, yeah, I did recognize. I, I do remember seeing her, yeah. And uh, the villain is um, the female lead from um, Zach and Mary, uh, Zach and something Mary. make a porno. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't realize that was her because they, they make up her to look nasty as hell. Um, oh, wow. So this came out in 2017. Um, Hollywood, for some reason, had a really big um, hard on for making their female monster people like super wet and gross and like covered in garbage. Okay. Um, so my examples of this are uh, I think 2017 might have been when Suicide Squad or around the same time Suicide Squad came out. Um, that really bad movie with Will Smith. Uh, yes, I remember that. Was one. that the first one that was Suicide Squad? Okay, yeah. yeah the so one. they had, they had their villainous that bland witch lady. Um, you have um, Rita Repulsive here, who's and that you know. So their character designs are like very scantily clad, but like sharp angles, and it was uh, it looks like the looks like they're trying to do their own version of uh, Witchblade, uh, the old comic. I think it was Image Comics. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like that, but like, you know, so the Power Rangers movie here is, you know, essentially it's the Breakfast Club. Um, the Breakfast Club meets Rita Repulsa, who then be her bits are like all horror bits. Like she's literally ripping people's teeth out and murdering them for gold. And she's all like she's golem for gold. Um, it's it's really her the whole scenes with her and it just kind of ruined the whole movie unfortunately yeah. um it's it's not her fault it's the it's complete the directing style so you go like they're trying to go for an overpowering menacing thing um but like all, the main kids uh at least billy jason and uh trini like the three the pink red and uh, blue ranger they're all in detention together that is exactly how it is um and so because they're in you know that's so it's exactly breakfast club um and you know that that's their character interactions the way they discover their powers and all this other stuff it that's actually not bad uh but yeah once again just all the villain parts make it fall flat uh the other movie that came out during the same time as uh this was um the mummy uh the that was in 2017 uh the tom cruise one that killed their um oh i remember uh, i saw that too the, the, the monster movie franchise that they were trying to do like they were doing the monster mcu or something like that yeah um so yeah, that that version of the mummy was also equally gross and that kind of st art style. Uh, so for some reason, like Hollywood was really hot on that, and obviously that didn't do anyone any favors because none of those movies got like sequels. Yeah, uh, that was I, I remember Tom Cruise coming on like the Tonight Show or something and talking about how I think it was Universal was because I think Universal. Yeah, Universal. Yep, yep, that's exactly it. Universal owns all of those old like ideas like Wolfman and the mummy and Dr. Jekyll, like they, and like, uh, the, the, the swamp monster or the, the creature from the black lagoon. Swamp. 
Yeah, and uh, Dracula and stuff, stuff yeah. like that. And so they were going to try to, yeah, make their own MCU out of those. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's it's not what the MCU really is, guys. Um, but yeah, it, nice it, was, try. it was really bad, really boring. Um, but no, so that's that was their character. You know, they had to they had to completely scrap um, Suicide Squad to reboot that one. You know, uh, well, that's their... I mean that's that's Warner Brothers and that and that's a different that's a different problem I think. No, but it was it, it was just Hollywood in general at the time had the idea of let's make you know um, nasty looking you know female like enemies. Oh, I see what uh, you're saying. Which yeah, okay. which figures you know? Uh, so that was. Uh, yeah, it was like I said, that was the disappointing part of uh, Power Rangers. But if you like anything Power Rangers, like I said, this is about, I'd say, 70% good movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, you know. like I started to watch this one time and got sidetracked and, and jumped off of it. But I have heard that this is pretty good movie. Like uh, I've heard like it's better than it has any right to be and a pretty competent film. So I might check this out sometime if I if I uh, am a little bit uh, bored or something it seems it seems like it'd be yeah. like a fun time i yeah i totally uh like i said it's worth a watch especially uh find a drinking game to it you know <laughs> make, <laughs> it, make it make a mic mini make a mini game out of it or something uh it could be fun yeah. yeah it's like i would totally recommend that for that but all right so yeah that's we watched that for um for new year's <laughs> that's cool that's cool and, yeah i yeah so we had a good time with that and uh so other than that i've been catching up on uh, castlevania on netflix the um you know the animated series uh i had watched season one and two uh a while back and then i just hadn't gotten around to ever watching season three next thing i knew there was a season four out i'm like oh man okay and having to be at home with my kid during um uh covid i was just like all right well in the evenings when he like when he ends up going to bed i'm too tired to actually do anything i was just like i'm exhausted from hanging out with him for like 18 hours a day and i'm like all right i need to watch something that i'd really I want to keep my attention, but also at the same time, I don't have to give a hundred percent of it. <laughs> like I don't want something too too melodrama or something. And this is this fit that bill really good, actually. Uh, so for those of you who don't know Castlevania, you know the old video game franchise. Netflix made a really good um, uh, animated series out of it. Season one is like four episodes long, and it's like Dracula backstory. Uh, season two takes place uh, with um, uh, essentially if you if anyone remembers. Um, uh, Rondo of Blood, or the beginning of Symphony of the Night, where you play uh, as Richter Belmont. Um, essentially, there's three there's three people: Alucard and uh, two others, and it's um, or oh, I'm sorry, Richter uh, uh, Richard Belmont. Uh, but yeah, essentially, you play you're playing those three characters, or the, the, those three characters are represented on TV, and you know they fight Dracula. Um, essentially, you know I'm not going to spoil anything else. The season three uh, was also pretty solid. Uh, the ending kind of meh uh but we're into season four now and uh i'm curious where it goes uh but honestly the first two seasons are are pretty solid i really recommend them especially since season one was only a four episode pilot essentially it was just like it felt so experimental uh because it came out in 2017 and that was when netflix was still really hot on we're gonna do two seasons and then we're gonna bury everything you know it's like mm, yeah uh because they did that with marco polo and i was super bummed Marco Polo was super good for action fight scenes. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just, they did stuff like that. So we're like, oh yeah, we'll never see uh, another season. And they came out with season three, which was like, uh, you know, it's worth it. It's worth a watch. I was happy I spent my time with it. And I'm going to finish this out eventually, uh, hopefully in the next week or two. 
uh, yeah, that's yeah. all about that. Like I, I watched, I watched a couple episodes of, uh, maybe just the first episode of the first season back when it came out. Um, and, uh, I really wasn't into it that much. Um, but yeah, it was like, now I might be more inclined to jump back in because there's more of it. Uh, but I mean, people were saying it was good back then. I think people were thinking that it was, uh, a, a movie that they had decided to split up. That was what was guessed at the time, but I don't know. Maybe it, it um, I can see the first season being that uh, because it's only four episodes. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, it makes it it doesn't hurt it either way. Uh, anime has been doing it forever where they do something like an OVA and a, t- uh, and a movie all and it'll be almost the same thing. Uh, they did that with um, I'm trying to remember now. It was uh, Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing was a three episode OVA or something like that uh, or a one movie. And it was a three or four episodes. And essentially the only difference was a handful of cut scene, a handful of scenes that were in the TV episodes because it was slightly longer uh, runtime. Uh, but honestly, you didn't miss anything. Uh, so having it broken up this way, I think it's just easier for the common person. Uh, no one has you don't have to be like, I'm going to dedicate an extra now an hour and a half to two hours on something. You know, um, when you have it broken up like that, it makes it a lot nicer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, totally give it a shot. Um, honestly, one story arc finishes by the, by from, um, well, each one has its own story arc essentially. Uh, so season one is just Dracula himself for the most part. And then season two is like the conclusion of that, uh, uh, Alucard's, you know, and Dracula's arc and season three is kind of moves on from there. Um, yeah. Uh, if you guys got some time, uh, it's really like it's a simple watch granted it's, it's tv ma so yeah uh, yeah uh it's, it's way that's what's caught i think that was what caught everyone by surprise i'm like oh wow you went with gore and like in the first couple of episodes he's just murders in a whole town because they deserved it <laughs> yeah i mean uh i, I do know it, it makes is, dracula a sympathetic character so. i do know it is pretty it's pretty adult but um a lot of people do really like it a lot uh it's it, it is pretty popular but yeah that's pretty cool so like uh what else you've been watching all right, so I got around to watching uh, m- the Marvel movie I watched was uh, Eternals. Uh, I got around to watching it uh, because it was it finally dropped last Wednesday on um, Disney Plus, and I had zero interest in watching this. Oh, it's on <laughs> like Disney anything. Plus now. Okay, wow. Yeah, so that's that's kind of why I watched it. Is um, like the whole this run of things, uh, Black Widow and. Uh, you know, like these series of movies, I just don't care. Uh, mm. with the exception of Spider Man, Spider Man's interesting, but a lot of the extra stuff is just like you're pulling out like your C tier listing, uh, you know, and 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 worse essentially. So, I'm gonna preface this with I know nothing about the Eternals. Um, you know, like going into it, not a darn thing. I just knew I knew loose connections between that and uh. There was like Thanos has a connection to the Eternals being like not a real Eternal or something, something like that. Uh, and then there is uh, Loki. Uh, Loki has uh, the TV series that they did uh, has a connection with you know, like the whole Eternal Celestial to a certain point. Um, uh, that's but once again, I just this is all more or less connections from my friend who kind of broke it down for me. And I'm like, my my eyes kind of glaze over, and I'm like, I'm legitimately interested, but I just can't follow you because it's going over my head. Um, uh, so when I when coming to watching this, uh, Eternals, uh, for you know, I'm not going to try to spoil this for anyone who wants to watch it. Um, uh, but they have a big cast, and this movie's flipping long, it's like two and a half hours long. Wow. Um, 
I think this movie is way too damn long, but I'm going to also correct myself by saying it is well paced for this movie. Um, I think you can't really, it's hard to do it shorter because you have such a big cast. Uh, there's like something like, uh, was it, uh, nine or 10 different people, like something like that in the, in the crew. And so you spend enough time kind of not with everyone individually, but you're, you're getting broad strokes and they're jumping through time. Uh, cause essentially these, uh, these beings in the Eternals come to earth to help watch over us from like you know, uh, like way in the BC, you know, they help raise civilization from sticks and stones. Um, and I, this movie is just kind of meh all the way through. I mean, it's not a bad movie, but it's, it's just okay. That's what I've heard is it's just like, it's like Shang-Chi. I mean, Shang-Chi at least tried to be real funny. This one was tried to be a little more serious, but I'm like, the thing happens and you're like, that dude's the bad guy. I'm I'm not even like the very first thing happened. I'm like that dude is totally bad guy. Like there is no hiding it. Like if you know if you've seen any handful of movies, like it's and then towards the end, oh he's the bad guy. I'm like yeah, no shit. Uh, like of course he's the bad guy. <laughs> I know because uh, I've seen a movie before. Yeah, it's just it's just like you know. Uh, if, all right, so how does how do I explain this? This movie goes uh celestials are the uh, celestial created is the god essentially he created the universe um and okay. uh that's that's the opening bit you know like essentially created everything and eternals are supposed to hunt down uh like after a while like a weird variant uh deviant as they call them deviants come up um not variants because that's in loki i'm pretty sure uh, but a deviant which is an evil entity meant to devour and eat everything uh so that's why they made the, the, the uh, Celestial made the Eternals to combat them and to help. And that's why they come to uh, different planets uh, and they come to help uh, save the local people. Uh, that's that's the why they're there. And so as they're hunting the Deviants on Earth, that's they progress uh, all the way from sticks and stones to like, you know, all the way to uh, modern times. But uh yeah, essentially like the Mayans and stuff like that. You know, you wonder why civilizations disappear and you kind of, they kind of touch on different civilizations that abruptly just vanished. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's, it has such a large cast and it feels like someone hit a checkbox. Like we have to have, this is the Power Ranger thing. <laughs> we have to have a different colored, different race, different. Uh, we have to have all the diversity checkbox from start to finish. You have to have, uh, yeah, it's just like, I mean, they have every color of the rainbow there in that uh, in the the screenshot that I'm looking at. Yeah, it, I, I so once again, this is something Which that is I don't know the comics, so I can't say if how how close it is to source material. Part of my brain's like, no, dude, you're just like maybe some of it's correct, but the other part of it is Hollywood uh, recoloring it for for the sake of being the most um, politically broad correct. strokes. Yeah. yeah, politically, not just politically correct, but also just inclusive. And I'm like, I. I feel like when they ham fist things like that, uh, once again, I, I could be talking about my ass. That's why I'm not, I don't try to criticize it too much because it could be part of the original source. But um, I just remember like uh, around 2010, uh, a lot of comic books started retconning a lot of the uh, old superheroes being like, this person is now gay or now this now well, psych like um, I, I think Iceman, Iceman's gay. And then like a year later, like, no, he's actually bi. And then it's just like, 
like make up your mind i don't care just stick to one thing and <laughs> make it so um yeah and that's but they always make a um i feel i understand well it's one of those things that maybe because you want the representation so therefore you'd go out of your way to try to point it out uh but i also try to i also feel it's weird when they try to make a an extra effort being like uh in movies and in media where like they they go extra hard on that emphasis of me and my husband you know and like uh, i'm like okay i mean you can i feel like they're they're just shot they're kind of like it's trying to slap you in the face with it being like see we're inclusive I'm like dude you could just make it just show it and not necessarily but it's like no no we have to show that 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 that's a lesbian couple those women have to kiss in front of the screen because that proves it and plus it makes young young uh, adolescents horny and you know it's just like i don't know it just feels really forced and yeah, so in this case it's it's, it's kind of like that like the end of that second episode of coming can't communicate whenever they introduce the uh the non-binary friend and then it's like okay <laughs> that's cool okay so, so we did that and then we did and they they do that pretty well but then the end of the episode the dismount is like they have somebody come up and kind of like hit on on uh them and it becomes very awkward because they're like they're like isn't it weird that like they're a them but this person thinks that they're a she and it's weird and so right it's like really awkward and funny right right and you're just like no don't do that just you had it you had it good but then on the dismount you fucked it up and now it's like awkward don't do that just if you want if you want it to be normalized i guess then just let it be normal yeah uh and i just there's they had um I don't know. It's it's like their powers, uh, even just the way the the Eternals are. It's like a really bad version. It's like a knockoff version of the Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the Flash, uh, essentially, um, and so I'm not sure how the original is, but she she doesn't she can't speak, so she knows sign language, which I'm like interesting uh, how she knows sign language. So I guess she birthed sign language into the human race, um, you know? Uh, so, but whatever language of sign, la like, but then she would speak a certain type of language, but they start out with different eras and, you know, they, they just automatically know all the languages, I guess, or they made the languages. I, who knows? Um, okay. It would have been neater if like, because everyone's a different race pretty much that if they all went to the four corners of the world and essentially, populated that you know if they all like if they were the grandfathers you know are the ancients of those civilizations and that's why our races are the way they are but no it's just like they hung out together in a club uh and in one group they, they stayed in the city for a while they they purged the evil and they move on to a new city uh in the next era and it's just like okay uh the asian that they got um uh he's korean so yay korean representation uh but he looks like wong <laughs> he looks like <laughs> dr strange's wong because at first you're like dude is that wong you know like uh, he does like, look like him i was like is that him no it's not him it, it's it's uh dong dong kim um it's d-o-n-g but they call him just don uh for you know, hollywood's sake or whatever okay. his new po movie posters plus you know americans were probably read as dong like you know dongle uh and like insulting so like no it's um is it kim or yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck up it wants you to be a lee or something so my bad for his name that i just butchered you, uh but bad. like i said he, he just looked like wong and i was just like uh i was like you couldn't pick a different asian 
archetype. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, if you went Korean, I'm glad you didn't go K-pop though. That would have been <laughs> that made me feel upset. Uh, that but they did have to so throw c- BTS in there. I'm like, god damn it. That would have been current. That would have been fantastic and current. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, they no, they literally play a song uh, from BTS and they make reference to them uh, by name uh, wow. or by band uh, by um uh the um uh kumali uh kamal na i can't pronounce his name the indian actor who oh nanjiani um, or something like that yeah he got really ripped for this um yeah yeah he did. so he, he did his, his superpowers is finger guns <laughs> he literally goes pew 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 yeah, <laughs> and i'm like what um the oh. main the main hero is superman without the cape he has laser eyes super strength he flies i'm like it's literally superman i'm like dude what's with these it's it, like i said it just that was a disappointment uh, for me. Uh, it just like sounds said, I, really generic. So it just sounds like really, really generic and just like uh, just just so much, so much stuff spread out. There's so much stuff packed movie. into a little. Uh, I you know, like I said, I, it's a long movie for me. If I knew, like I said, if I was more invested into the, the comics, maybe I'm like, dude, they did it justice. I but I can't really say. I mean, like, and I haven't you... bothered looking at. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I haven't looked at any of the Metacritic scores or anything like that, so I honestly don't know how it fared as far as fans go. Um, I'm I just pretty like, sure I, I it's this completely blind. I'm pretty sure it's dismal. I'm pretty sure it's like really <laughs> bad. I can't remember, but I do remember thinking like, "Whoa, that's horrible." Uh, it might be one of the. I think it's in the it's in the bottom like five or so uh, worst reviewed Marvel movies. I think, I think Iron Man two is somewhere in there, and and Thor two or something like that. Um, yeah, are pretty far down. No. But yeah, it, it to, to me, I was like, I have no interest in watching this, um, especially after that first trailer. It was like people people then. I remember when that first trailer came out. It was like, this is gonna be boring. This is gonna be really boring, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, the main one of the main uh, female leads, uh, you know, I, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember her name now. Uh, yeah, Selma Hayek. She's she's um from uh, Desperado. That's what I grew up watching her. In. Oh yeah, uh, I she was. I mean, I, I, you know, she's in Dogma and uh, like Once Upon a Time in Mexico. So like, but yeah, it's just like she she plays uh one of the important like she's the the alpha or whatever she's like the head eternal uh eternal prime or something like that um and she's a transformer what (laughs) she's a transformer (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so like she (laughs) they uh they even have uh i think it was Jon snow as a but not as an eternal but he's just a he's a human um and he's you know stay around for the for the little the stinger at the end and he's they do a thing with him and uh i'm like cool no idea like it's one of the things that i would have to watch a mo- watch a youtube thing to some for someone to explain how exciting this is but i'm like i just uh i watched it because i saw loki and i knew loki was supposed to have some tie into it and i'm like all right I'm, let me let me just do this and it was you know free because i was on disney plus and it wasn't a waste of time it just wasn't a great time uh well at least at least it was on disney plus so you didn't have to spend any extra money on it yeah or sit next to people who do mouth open mouth breathers over who just, yeah yeah who who demand that you put your mask on um <laughs> okay or so don't then... put their mask on everybody's everybody's the enemy uh okay All so right, well, that's pretty after cool Eternals, uh... oh yeah go ahead 
Oh, I'm just going fucking hard, hard pivot, man. <laughs> pivot, pivot now. All right, go ahead. All right, so my, yeah, my, I watched, uh, I rewatched It Man uh, one and two, uh, especially during my son's uh, constant berate of, um, you know, explosions. Uh, he ended up so as sometime in the middle of the night, I'm like, dude, I need to watch something, have something on, so I can kind of stay awake. And I, I really like It Man. Uh, Donnie Yen, who's the uh, the main character, he is a great martial artist. I thoroughly love him as a martial artist. It's he's uh, he's like the current uh, Jet Li of of our era, you know, of this t- current timeline. Uh, because uh, any good movie with martial arts in it, it's like you know, if he's in it, it's totally worth a watch. Uh, is what is my general rule. Like, um, though, I think he's in that new. Um, he was in that remake of uh, was it? crouching tiger so i'll never see that (laughs) (laughs) i'll never forgive that Uh, movie watch a previous episode for uh for my hate on that (laughs) but yeah um so anyways uh it man uh for those who don't know is a uh uh he's the um uh was it the wu chun uh school founder of martial arts essentially the bruce lee's master uh so during um during world war ii or prior to world war ii um you know, he was uh, well noted to being a good, a great martial arts uh, master in his town. Uh, but when Japan came over and occupied uh, China, uh, his town got taken over. And this is the um, the story based on him and uh, his time his time during that occupation. Uh, so around the same time, there was also another movie called Grandmaster, uh, which is another story about. Uh, you know, it man. So one is it man. The other one is grandmaster. Uh, the, the reason why he's called grandmaster is because afterwards he, he was noted as, you know, uh, grandmaster, uh, is his title as, um, you know, a, a champion martial artist, you know, just well-respected, well-renowned. And I forget how this works now. I think it man was produced by Hong Kong and tells a general story. Uh, but from a neutral hong kong perspective while i think it was grandmaster now i could have this completely backwards but grandmaster was a a chinese mainland produced film so therefore it has him painted in a different light as more of the uh chinese like savior not or like they they put the hero promote him more for that aspect um so it was really weird that they had two movies come out and, and they uh of the same guy around the same time uh but it's it was directed very differently um and they they both gotten uh, sequels if I remember correctly for I think Grandmaster also got a sequel but It Man has now produced four films I hadn't seen all four yet uh in fact I hadn't gotten around to seeing this uh, the full second film and that's why I ended up watching both of these at like I don't know sometime in like between after midnight and like five a.m. Uh, on two separate nights uh, and the, they're really good uh, the first film is completely in uh, Cantonese. Uh, so you have to do the subtitles, uh, but the action scenes are just excellent, well choreographed, and it's really solid. The second movie, you do have English if you want it, and it is some good, bad English. It is a very, so I think it's like, uh, these movies came out, I think the first one came out in 2008, maybe. Um, Oh, wait, sounds right, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, so our our ability to dub was 
capable. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of anime have gotten better around that time uh, or before that even. But this is some, it was nostalgic on like how bad it sounded, uh, which made me kind of really like it. Uh, <laughs> it was just like, I, it's not, it's not a great performance for English. Uh, but at the same time, I'm also really delirious from the lack of sleep I've had. And I'm like, this is great. I, I'm okay with this. Um, and the fight scenes are also super awesome still. Um, so yeah, and then there's uh, three. So all the men's films are all on Netflix. Um, uh, so three, three is when they introduce um, uh, Bruce Lee because once again, Bruce Lee's master, and uh, they. Uh, so his whole martial arts is you know it's really interesting to see the story about this guy. Granted, it's all dramatized. Uh, so but there is a modicum of truth at least in the first film, uh, and a little bit of the second one. I don't know exactly how much they continue to be like grounded uh something tells me as the series probably went on and as they made more money they really amped up the flair because i felt that way in the second one like oh you if they i feel that like like this has to be like 50 percent bs <laughs> you know so wait um, so have you seen three no i haven't i know i think three is what has mike tyson in it yeah or is that four <laughs> i think it's three oh man yeah i watched these movies with my dad um i'd seen I'd seen Ip Man and I think I'd seen, but I don't think I'd ever seen Ip Man 2, but I showed my dad Ip Man 1. He's like, oh, this is so cool. Let's watch IP Man. And I was like, it's, I know it's hard, but it's, it's Ip Man. And he's like, yeah, IP Man. And so we, we watched that at uh, the second one and we kind of just went through it and watched and watched all four of them kind of pretty much back to back night overnight. Um, and that was that was that was a nice that that was a nice experience. I was glad to show him him those, but like I think three is probably the one of the weaker ones, and then the fourth one um, they close it out pretty good. Um, but there's there's always good fighting in it throughout. It's it's pretty good. It's good shit. So so with um see, I really like I said once again I really like Donnie Yen. Uh, one of the first things I've ever saw him win was um. Uh, it was Seven Swords. Um, it was just, um, it was like, this was just a, one of those things that came out on DVD. And I was, um, I think it was on basic training still. And I'm like, it just, it was at the PX. I'm like, an Asian film uh, that looked like, you know, like good Kung Fu action. Sure, I'll give it a shot. And it was all right. Uh, but then after that, uh, he, the one of my favorite films of all time, uh, when it comes to uh, a Jap or a Chinese martial arts film, uh, especially a modern uh, one, especially is uh, U.S. name or the Western name was Killzone. Uh, mm. SPL uh, was the uh, the original title, or it was uh, I can't pronounce it because I can't speak Chinese, but it's like Dot Polong or something like that. It's S A A T P O L O N G. So SPL are the uh, the abbreviation, and this is just a a modern gritty like uh cops you know undercover cop uh, goes into the, the mob essentially um and samuel hyung uh is in it and so Sam, for those who don't know who samuel hyung is um he is uh he played in a tv show called martial law back when uh chuck norris still was walker texas ranger and <laughs> it, it was actually aired like right before right after it uh but also he's 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 a bigger guy and he was usually uh, in a lot of movies with jackie chan um and I, Samuel Hyung, for being a big dude, he he's really good at martial arts, and he's just amazing to watch. And um, so him, them, them, he's the main villain in Killzone. 
and it's just the fight scenes in that are just brutal uh it's it was one of the first movies brought over by dynasty uh was a dragon dynasty which was um a production company bringing over chinese or like these old movies uh i think it was partially owned by tarantino uh so this is all like mid late 2000s unfortunately that company went uh like they no longer exist i'm pretty sure uh but they were numbered so it's kind of like a the criterion collection yeah. like when you bought the movies they would have the numbers of each one of their in sequence uh as they brought them over and they had really good uh documentary stuff and behind the scenes but yeah spl or kill zone uh donnie was just phenomenal and i just found a new uh on reddit like a week or two ago uh someone mentioned uh, they made a comment that him and uh, one of the vil- villains in that uh, is his his normal training partner. So they've been together for years, um, you know, uh, in martial arts, and they ad libbed a fight scene that was so good that they just kept it in the final bit. Uh, and it's a great it's a great scene. It's a long scene. Um, Donnie Yen has a nightstick. You know, he just pops out a nightstick, uh, and it's an alleyway scene. And his buddy has a a knife. And they just—it's a really good scene. Apparently, it was ad-libbed. I'm like, holy crap! Uh, Dude, that's amazing. That's so. fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, I have to watch no joke, that. Right? Um, so that—if if you watch any of his movies, I, I highly recommend Killzone. Um, uh, yeah. Anyways, if you like—if you know anything—if you've seen it, man, you can check out Killzone. That's cool. Um, that's cool. I, I yeah. probably will then. Yeah, because I want to. My... I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's I, I just watched a bunch of movies unfortunately having taken care of my son and just being too tired in the, you know evenings i have not had the chance to play any games this week uh i literally sat down for about 15 minutes to try to play a game and i needed a controller to really play it and i'm like i'm not gonna bother hooking going grabbing my controller and hooking syncing this thing up to my system uh and i couldn't i tried using mouse and keyboard i'm like can't do it i'll come back to this game later so just, what have you been playing it's just too much yeah so Switching over to video games. So I have uh, been playing a couple different things, but I'm really only ready to talk about uh, one of them right now. Um, and that is a little game called Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Um, how much do you know about this game? Uh, I played uh, a good bit of the first one. Uh, when it, you know, It's a free game. Uh, the original, not the plus. Um, and you can get that on Steam and stuff like that. Um, I know the twists. Um, and it's... These games... Um, I've played a handful of these type of games. <laughs> so, like... Um, so, what, so, what this game is, is a... Um, it is a visual novel game. And... Um, it's not particularly long. I think it's uh, on uh, how long to beat. It's like five hours. I think I spent probably five and a half or six hours on it. Um, the the So this was a, a free game that came out uh, on PC a, uh, a little while ago. I don't know if it was in 21 or in 20, but they, but uh, so it, like it was totally free and uh the ratings on it, like the reviews on it on Steam are like overwhelmingly positive. I think it's like 98 or 99% positive. It's, it's insane. Um, it has a cult following for sure. I cult following for sure. Yeah. Like it's, but like part of that is because it's free, but it's like, okay, well, how good can a free game be? This game is really, really good. But I mean, I guess I can't really speak to the, the free version because I've only played 
the plus version. I wanted to go ahead and, and get it because um, I wanted to play it on the Switch, which is where I ended up playing it. Um, so this game is a kind of another thing that I can't really talk too much about. But oh, yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah, but like essentially the the story as it begins is you are a you're a dude in high school and you join a literature club because you, one of your friends asks you to and this literature club is full of cute girls so it's like a waifu game uh where you're supposed to kind of try to get them to date you or whatever um and it's totally played played that way except that when you first start this game there's a nice cute picture of of all the girls um and they're like waving at you or whatever but at the bottom in stark black text is the words uh this warning that says this game is not for those who are easily disturbed uh it says something to, to that effect uh and there's a couple different warnings as you begin as you begin the game um but the game just starts out really you know chill and normal um and it's and then it's a just a it's just a totally normal waifu game um there's there's some like there's poetry in this game and it's pretty good um like like what i've read through i haven't seen all of it but i've seen a little bit when i looked through after i finished it i was able to look through and see what else I hadn't seen yet. Um, of course, it was it was not revealed to me, but I could see how much there was, and there's a good bit of, of poetry and stuff that I hadn't uncovered. So there's a little bit of of, re, of replayability to it, um, and it's it's a it's a very interesting game. I think it's definitely worth anybody's time who is okay with seeing disturbing shit. Um, and because uh, it's not that long, you can play it for free and get and get kind of uh, the gist of it. Um, but uh, I think this game would be really great as a mobile game. Um, it'd be really awesome. Yeah, as, but like, you don't want to be someone someone over your shoulder looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at you this. But I mean, like I played it on the Switch, and you could be playing that, you know, on, on a bus or whatever. So, like, I think it'd be really great as a mobile game. Um, because it pretty much is like a one button game, like a one button at a time. Um, and I did, I looked around for it to see if it was on the, like the Google play store. I couldn't find it, but when I just straight Googled it. I found sites claiming to have, uh, apps like, uh, APKs that would run on, on Android. So I didn't click on them or anything cause I didn't really care that much and didn't want to get a virus or anything. So I don't know if somebody like ripped it off of steam and just put it up as an APK somewhere somehow, but it'd be really good as a mobile game. Um, but I, I couldn't find it. So, uh, so there's that, but like playing it on, on switch, you are pretty much just holding, like you are just pretty much just clicking like one button at a time. 
as you do in, in uh, visual novel games. But I did like that. I could like take it around and um, like, you know, eat and play at the same time, like eat a bowl of cereal or whatever, play at the same time. Uh, things like that. Overall, it's, it's definitely a really good game. Um, very, very weird, but yeah. So the, um, so these style of games, uh, you know, visual novels are like light life's like, so they'll give you, um, traditionally thing games like this will give you like multiple choice things, or you can go down different paths. So it's, it's almost like, um, a choose your own adventure style in some these type of games. Sometimes they're more straight up, just straight up book. Like you, you have you can just go down the strict path and you just read the whole darn thing from start to finish. Other ones will be a little more dynamic, like um, Steins Gate, uh, which is a great anime. Uh, the first half of that anime is okay, and then right when you hit like episode twelve of twenty four, I think uh, I it hits that switch where the thing happens and you're just like, holy shit. And I, you can't stop, you know, watching the rest of it. So that was originally a, a dating sim or a visual novel. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, more, more used to be more dating sims. And now things they the genre is more or less changed for, to visual novel, uh, giving you a little less choice. Uh, but you still have some choices like you could pick your waifu so you can try to court them and try to do the dialogue choices to go after one person. And generally what happens is in these type of games, uh, you'll try to find their story ending and then you'll you can replay the game and it'll like unlock. Sometimes it'll unlock new dialogue choices for you uh, or at least it'll keep your previous path. So they'll keep like um, there's usually a photo album and then you, you can see the still images that you've unlocked. And then when you go down a new path, it'll unlock the new images for the second path. And you can do you replay it enough to go through each character. Um, a lot of them work that way. Uh, and what caught a lot of people by surprise with this is this since it was a free game, very few um uh, very few people had a chance to play this. So this is one of the first ones to hit the market. And uh, because it had that twist, like games have had this beforehand, uh, but because this was free, a lot of people are like, holy crap, A, this is, it was solid. Uh, the regular uh, Doki Doki Panic was just a solid game. Um, but then you had the extra uh, twist and everyone's like, I did not see that coming. I've never seen experienced this before. And that really shot it to stardom. It's actually... Another one like like it is Hotful Boyfriend, where you are dating pigeons. You know, you're a human girl dating okay. a bunch of or going to high school with a bunch of pigeons, and the pigeons are little stock photos of real ass pigeons, not even animated. The backgrounds are all like drawn, but they're actual straight up pictures of pigeons. Yeah. Uh, and that one has a you do everything, and it unlocks like the real like like the cult ending or something like that, where it's literal darkness and it's. It hits you by surprise. You're like, "What the hell is going oh, on?" Okay, I didn't know that's um, how. I didn't know that's how uh, uh, Hotful Boyfriend ended, or or the. the well, it's it's went. an ending. I can't say for sure if it's like canon, but it's it's a uh, it is an like uh, I think I believe I think there was a, something similar in Dream Daddy, uh, which also <laughs> got a lot of popularity. Um, There's like a dark ending there. Yeah, there. So that that, that is common in a lot of these. Um, so you know, but once again, this was free. And so by having dark themes and things in it, um, it really catches by surprise. And that's why there's a warning uh, being like, dude, if you're not ready for that, you know, you may not want to you know, deal with it. Um, I know the the uh, add ons to this uh, because so plus 
uh was their update version where they made it like hd images um they added more music uh like some more side stories um they ended up doing uh more images as well and they added the mail function uh in your menu screen Uh, they added mail so i have not played the plus version uh i mean i wouldn't mind playing it again Uh, i'm curious what extra things they've added i just don't have the time so i probably won't well i mean that's the thing is like this game is is really short it's kind of it's one of the reasons that i wanted to i mean that's one of the reasons that i wanted to go ahead and play it because um because i was like okay it's it's not too long it's not that old at least i'm not the plus version as far as i know um so i was like i, I want to go ahead and, and and try to get this in while well, i'm also trying to do some other stuff uh and it worked well for that it's the, mu- the it, music is really it was um i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you there it did say that it was uh uh, about 18 hours to 100 percent it um so if you wanted to collect everything and do everything uh I, I just quick looked up because they said it was about four to four and a half to five hours for the main game the mm-hmm. extra plus stuff uh they they were uh, some websites were saying that it was um roughly eight plus hours and so to okay. do everything it was they were like you know it's like it should take you you know 18 hours or less yeah yeah so i mean if you really wanted to do everything um you could you could do I'm that weird that way i would do that because <laughs> i did that without the full boyfriend <laughs> uh, it was free on playstation uh plus uh, for the ps3 and i played the shit out of that game i think this game is really uh is is really interesting because of how i mean like the music in it is it's super good uh, and it plays with it plays with a lot of like you know oh so this is um like this is what you want, right? Right. This is what you wanted, right? Uh, and it gets, it gets kind of like I don't know how to say it. Uh, it it's it's very strange. It's very it's very strange and uh, subversive game. I, I would, I probably I don't want to play uh, like like a Hot Boyfriend or really a lot of other games like this, but I will probably do some research on them to see kind of where this this breaks from those and how much it actually does. Because I thought this was really, really uh, different from the norm, but it sounds like there's other games that sort of already do, like this is almost becoming a genre in and of itself, honestly. Yeah, but they do it well. And that's the key thing is they, it is a, it's still a good game. Um, it's, yeah, it's like, that's, that's the, that's what sets it apart is there is others, but also there's not that many in that's translated in English or done in English period. So, I mean, or what comes out is hot garbage. That's just, you know, steam trash, um, you know, that, that flood the steam market and they go for just like the, essentially, uh, the adult factor. Like we're going to go for uh, you know, as, as pornographic as we possibly can. Oh, yeah. And it's just like hit that bar is really low. And so this actually does things really well. Uh, so it's, it is worth, uh, you know, commending them for that. Yeah. Yeah. Super good game. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I don't know how much more I'm going to play it. Cause I did, I did get through it, uh, for, you know, I, I got through the main, I like the main story. Um, but I do like the music and I think I probably will go back and, and listen to some of that. Cause it's, it's just, it's just so pleasant. Yeah. Well, they added more music for the uh, for the plus version, so it looks like you got your full breadth of it. Yeah. Uh, if on uh, something along the similar of this uh, genre is um, uh, that's uh, that's different is uh, Katawa Shoujo, uh, which 
is <laughs> crippled girls. <laughs> oh, that's and, weird. It's getting weird. Okay. Okay. It, it, once this is actually, it's actually critically, you know, well liked. Okay. And I think what happened is it was, it was a fan made game done by a bunch. I want to say, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. It was done by a bunch of people who originally off of like 4chan, like before Reddit was a thing, really. Like that's how oh, long ago it was. Okay. Um, so not not the current 4chan, but like the old uh, like back uh, when it was pure. Back when it was still, uh, <laughs> they were just was it ever pure? But back when it was better, um, no. It that was the thing is it was literally a fan made game, just a bunch of people just making their thing. And as it sounds, the girls all have a disability of some sort, uh, missing arm or leg or blind or this that the other thing. But but. Uh, and it's free like you can find it to download for free and and it's critically like everyone like a lot of people really like it i have it. i just never got around to playing it um and it's yeah it's supposed to be really solid the actual story the writing is actually supposed to be pretty like, good yeah that's the thing it's just like despite it having so i mean if you have that fetish then also it's a bonus but uh if you don't but if you just want like apparently the game is supposed to be really well done um so yeah, because it was something like it was originally like a joke or something like that, and they I think it was like an April Fool's thing or something, if I remember correctly. And then they made it into a like they made a couple versions of it. You know, it evolved, and they got more people on the team, and it turned out to be like a solid thing. Um, so it's kind of like yeah, it's uh, a joke yeah, that uh, ended up being and turning into a real project. That's yeah. funny. That's so um, funny. And it was free. Uh, at least the last I remember, it was uh, you were able to just find uh, find a, f- a copy of it for free without any ha- hassle. Because I don't think they actually made a retail version. Uh, but yeah, wow. <laughs> so games like this exist. They're out there. Um, you know, That's something awesome. similar, but in those veins. But if you want like um, quote unquote real games, um, even like you look at um, Phoenix Wright, um, Attorney at Law for the DS, or um, you know that that's essentially a visual novel with light adventure game elements where you have to you know click on things um you know but it's it, you know that one doesn't have any female you know, dating portions but it's it's a visual novel that has you know you're reading doing a bunch of reading now they have them for all types of people as well because obviously like I said this one is uh the girls are all uh, handicapped in some sort uh but there's also the the one targeted towards mostly the um uh to females which are um uh, otome games uh and that's usually where it, you have a reverse harem mm. so instead of being a guy surrounded by a bunch of girls it's a girl surrounded by a bunch of guys right. uh so you know like she you know she winds up like work uh somehow being a maid or something or working in at, uh towards a, this really snot you know, snobby uh you know like good looking guy and he happens to have a best friend who's also an ass and but then there's all these other people that are surrounding her and you know like it's that is um very common uh or you have you know, and then there's a lot of the male love uh genres where it's just like you know the guys hit on each other and stuff like that but it's you know a lot of times that happens in the female like the, the otome games where so you can you can live out the the guy on guy thing while you know or try to you know, hunt after your perfect man um so it goes all around and you got things that are pg and then you got things that are like hard adult you know ao rating you know so yeah uh, the the gamut is wide and a lot of these games do end up being uh or a lot of adult games are like this that's that's i mean because it's like 
there's not a lot of money in adult games. So if, if people want to make them, they kind of have to make them as cheaply as possible. And um, this genre, yeah. if it fits that, uh, be careful if you also, if you're looking for them, like I said, the, in Japan, uh, I think the the legal aspect is AO games weren't allowed aren't allowed on ca um, console, so that they'll but a lot of these games get popularity in the adult industry uh, or like you know as an AO PC game, and when they so what they do is they'll take a uh, non adult they'll take out some of the sex scenes and stuff like that and then they'll they'll do a like a PlayStation or console version of that game, uh, so that actually happens a lot, um, and there's quite a few decent. I mean, what classifies as an adult is maybe only a few adult scenes too. Like, yeah. you know, you, you win your route, you, you successfully get the girl that you want. And then there's a, there's a cut scene at the end. Um, you know, or like they, you know, they have sex. Yay. You know, you win. Um, and you get to see your wife. Oh, naked. is that what happens? Um, okay. So it's, I had it's no the, idea. You know, yeah. So, uh, they were just going to do their taxes. Animation. I thought they were just going to do their uh, taxes or something like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, it's like, <laughs> And and they, they they live with you forever, uh, but in separate rooms, separate beds, because you know that's it's the fifties, right? Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, I guess that's the rule. <laughs> well, I look for Lucy. Uh, her and Ricky never had it; they didn't share a bed. <laughs> yeah, the Flintstones are the first one to sleep in the same bed on TV. Uh, so you would know those facts, wouldn't you? <laughs> I do. I do know that fact randomly because it's so weird. It's such a weird thing. Yeah, but so um, this game was real good, and uh, I'm glad I got to play it. Look, playing a couple other things. I'm playing a couple other things, and I'll be talking about them uh, next time we have a podcast. But that's pretty much it for what we've been, we've been watching and playing. Um, next, uh, we are going to go to the news um which there's not a whole lot i mean there's a lot of um there's a lot of like you know random headlines and stuff like that that are fairly interesting but really um the main thing to talk about uh i believe is a psvr2 i don't really know much about it but i think joe you had a chance to look into it a little bit right yeah so ces um 2022 happened and so there was a lot of like you know many things that ha came about one of those things was the that razor mask we talked about they, they released it like the pro version or something like that and they did you know um but when it, one of the things they dropped which was really you know exciting for me was the uh psvr2 specs uh so i have uh the original psvr um i didn't buy playstation 4 until the pro came out because I knew the VR was coming, or I think it was already out, but it's like with the sole goal of buying VR, because uh, that was the only way I can get a, I wasn't going to buy a whole new PC rig and then buy an expensive VR rig to do that. And I was also didn't have really a lot of space. Uh, tiny, I was living in a tiny Japanese apartment, so PlayStation VR was the easiest ecosystem for me to get into. And so the new specs for this um, essentially is uh, they're upping the resolution of the uh, the lenses so each lens is going to be a, a 2000 by a, a 2040 um like pixel count okay. uh, per eye so it's you know pretty much hitting uh almost 4k there wow yeah. uh with a and they're staying the, the important part is they're staying with the oled um lenses oh. so the current the current uh vr uh psvr has oled and a lot of the current like 
um, some of the current iterations of I don't I don't think it was Quest, but some of the other ones, the earlier models had OLED lenses, and then they went to uh, LCD. Mm -hmm. uh, but like a, a high quality, but not you know. So they're they're it's like a lateral move. Yeah. You know, it's not quite as good, but in some aspects, but it, it's high for you know like it's good in others. So, uh, but no, they're they're staying with OLED, and that's actually really exciting because the, the the crispness of that image will be really good. The fact that the pixel density is going to get better, uh, because if you don't have enough pixels, uh, you get a screen door effect, which is, if you know is, is exactly what it sounds like when you yeah. look at a VR, you'll see like the black space between pixels. Um, usually, the PlayStation VR does a really good job about hiding that. But you know, the better you know pixel ratio, the better quality image, uh, and the fact that they're actually going to be keep the refresh rate is going to be um, ninety to uh, one hundred and twenty, and you have to have a fast. Uh, image in order to help prevent motion sickness yeah. uh, if you have a really juddery slow framed uh image uh then you're going to get people really sick uh so that's you know they're targeting good good specs there uh your field of view is going to be um uh 110 i don't know exactly what the current um specs are for the uh, for the original playstation vr and one of the neat things they're doing about this is uh it's going to be inside out tracking uh, so like the quest two, uh, you've seen, if you've seen commercials or anything like that, where, you know, someone could be playing in any spot, like outside, uh, or like in a basement, you can set this up wherever, uh, you won't be able to quite do it that well, uh, with this because there is a single cable running to the PlayStation. Uh, but that's a really simple, you know, uh, I think it's a USB-C cable they're supposed to be running and it's, you know, they, they make it really, uh, foolproof that way. So that's that's really nice. That's really minimalist. But the inside-out tracking, what it does is it does um, it measures you know your hand movement a little bit better, and it'll measure you know uh, it'll track your movement in that space because the currently uh, the current system is you have the PlayStation camera, and you have to be you have light sensors on your headset and light sensors on the controllers, or, well either your actual controller or the DualShock or the uh, Move controllers. And then it reads the positioning of the lights, and that's how it tracks your movement. But by having inside-out tracking, it'll actually work a lot better um, because it's a, I think it's an IR um, sensor. And that's kind of how it ends up working that way. Uh, the, only different, the only thing that's kind of not perfect about it is if you brought the uh, controllers directly to your chest or maybe behind your back, it's a little too close for some of the sensors to handle. And that's why some of the more expensive rigs that have multiple cameras set up in the in front and behind, you know, no matter what you do with your hands or something, it'll always track you. Uh, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation VR, the original, had issues because you only had the one camera. And if it was too low, it was really hard. It, um, if you dropped your hands too low, if you had to go down to pick something up in a game, it would have issues with that. Uh, so like it would lose tracking of your hand. So what I ended, a lot of people end up doing, including myself, is mounting the camera like a, like two feet higher than your actual height, angling it downward, and that would help minimize a lot of that trouble for tracking. But it was not a perfect solution. Uh, so this is really exciting because the specs on this, it is uh, it is better than you know pretty much it is better than most of the current uh, hardware uh, that's out there. So this is a full like leap as a step forward opposed to just being like we're releasing something that's equal to what's currently on the market right now no this is actually improving uh the system 
and therefore anyone who's making games for it will automatically be making uh, a better quality game. You know, because generally on PC, you're going to try to make uh, your game run on the lowest piece of hardware because you want the biggest install base. Um, but since you're since you know that everyone's going to have PlayStation, you know, you have to have a PlayStation 5, you know the minimum specs on that, which are better than uh, some of the old graphics cards that could run, the early ones that could run VR. Uh, and it's better than some of the mobile processors that are in like the Quest, um, you know, Quest 2. Uh, so because they're better than that, you can automatically make a foundation to a better game. Uh, it is like making something solely for next gen. And granted, I'm sure they'll make a dumbed down version for, for the other ones in order to help uh, maximize the profits. Uh, but you should expect some really good stuff out of that. And also they're, they've gotten rid of the move controllers and they have something akin to like um, the... Uh, uh, the knuckles kind of grip controllers and they'll add a uh, haptic feedback in the triggers uh, much like they have right now with uh, the PlayStation 5 controller so you can I think that'll work really well in VR um, you know being able to grab something and have more of a tactile pull or if you're pulling a trigger you can have that you know function a little bit better right so uh, one of the other things they said they're going to do is uh, for the actual processing is um uh, Oh, what is it? I'm going to say this wrong. It was like full, uh, foliated or full. Oh shoot! It's um, it's a uh, eye tracking. So what they're doing is uh, in they'll track your eye movement and full. Oh shoot! It's something rendering. It's a type of rendering process. Uh, and, uh, sorry for messing this up, but yeah, it's essentially the where you're looking in the camera or on the lens they will focus the processing power to where you're looking. And then mm. the, as it goes to the peripheral, the outside, they'll go ahead and uh, blur the outside of the image because you don't need to make the entire thing really crisp. You know, you just need to make where your, you know, your pupils are looking at. That's where it needs to be crisp. Wow. And so it has to be fast enough. So when you look from left to right, you know, you want it, it obviously has to be able to switch fast enough. And they must be confident in doing so. But also by making the outer edges more blurry, you're saving processing power. So it's kind of a, a way to work with the hardware. Uh, the only concern is you might get more of an aliasing or jagged edges, like, the, you know, uh, because the crispness you're looking at, and then if you quickly move to the, you know, move your eye to the left or right, uh, you might notice uh, like a curved, something like a curved piece of metal might look a little more jagged on around the outside if you look fast enough. Uh, and then when you look at it, stare at it, it might then pop nice and smooth. So, you know, that might take you out of it. Um, but since they're promoting, they have, they, they're promoting this, you assume that they've hopefully worked around those kinks uh, and you, the technology can keep up with it. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's like, a really neat thing. That is kind of, that is pretty bold. Uh, that seems like a, that seems like a recipe for disaster to me. But yeah, I think you're right. And assuming that they are confident that they can do it if they're doing something that, that bold uh and i'm excited to kind of see how it, how it works uh, i can't remember if you said this at the beginning did you say that if they mentioned a, a price yet or or not um no i don't think they've listed a price yet uh and they haven't released they li haven't officially listed a, a date okay. um but it's so it is the, happening because it's planned at least right yeah so um they you know they showed images of it and uh but the problem is because it's cutting edge tech it's you know it's not like a you know, it's not like a, the current stuff that's already out. Where uh, it's speculative on the pricing because people are like, well, if it's cutting edge, you might have to pay a cutting edge price. What do you um, think that the price is going to be? 
if you just had to if you had to guess and you're like um, you give me a range but i like would say i'm, I'm gonna bucks. say it's about 500 um i would say i would not okay. be surprised if it's 500 i would say uh now ideally i think this i think you would win over the hearts and minds of people if you sold it at 300 uh because that's roughly where psvr originally started at okay uh, you can usually get you know like some it might be 250 now i can't remember but like you know bundles and holiday stuff you know it drops you know but it's been out for a few years so the 300 i think is is a is a good spot i don't think it'll be under, i don't think you can make it under less than that no. if you can somehow make 250 that would be mind-blowing no. but i really think 300 is where if you could say 300 people will be 299 people will be like oh man that's great um comfortable with 400 you can't do more than five uh, I think it's if you do more than 500, you, people are going to get scared away. That's just too darn expensive. Um, I mean, so, I mean to me, like, like I defer to you because, like, you know better. But like, because you're more in 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 this stuff. But 500 is how much the console costs, you know, like like as it is. So I think that if I had to guess, I'd say 400. I'd say it's like okay, we we made you pay 300 for the first rendition years later we're and it's actually better uh we're gonna make you pay 400 and we've got a little bit of a library we're gonna put out some more games for it too uh and it is and still sort of 400 is acceptable i think i honestly think it's acceptable i, I would um, i, I think, mean you know like I'm, I'm hoping that by the time this does come out you know um i'm i've got the ps5 actually and i uh and i'll be planning for it trying to save up a little bit and I, I will try to get this whenever it does come out we'll see what the cards hold because if there's something else that, that I need to get more but I do want to be an early adopter at least for this PSVR 2 the other stuff is was way too experimental but a lot of people are going to be like me I think and be ready to jump in on this second iteration and kind of uh with a little bit more of a library see what they've got but yeah, it's 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 exciting. Is is there anything more that you were that you had seen from the news? Okay, so well, they you know one of the things they are touting is they're going to have uh, some sort of haptic or like vibration in the headset is what they're hope you know they're promoting. So the idea is, um, you know, if you are uh, if your like character is being jostled around, maybe you'll end up feeling that in the headset, or like maybe something whizzes by you, it might like cause a you know like the vibration. Okay. So that might be neat. I don't think it's going to be anything too strong, so it's not going to be like obviously like you're in a, you're playing one of the boxing games like Creed or something, and you get hit. It's going to cost like a wallop or something. It's not going to be that, but you'll probably end up feeling like the vibration, like rumble in the front or where it may maybe made contact. Um, so the you know um, and I, just as a point of comparison, uh, so the the original uh, lenses for the PSVR is um. 960 by uh, 1080 and so the current one is 2000 by 2040 wow so <laughs> it is substantially better um so yeah so that once again that's that's really kind of where it's at that's and the awesome. fact is the the oled has H, the, these oled i don't know if i said it before uh will have hdr capability oh, so wow. so that's going to really be awesome with the the you know, the dark and brights for that so that should you know guys i don't think it's gonna get too bright because you can only get so bright before it's painful <laughs> but i think it's going to be really helping with the shading so um, so so do you think that they really that do you think that they will set the price at 500 not whether you think it's right or not but do you think that's the price that they are going to go for 
is 500 because that because when you put it that way if it's like smart if they're smart they'll do 400 um i th- but man like mm. hdr oled with pretty close to 4k that's on each eye right <laughs> yeah yeah it's each it's per lens 20 uh, 2000 by uh, 2040 is per eye per yeah lens. yeah and then you're talking about i mean i don't know what the refresh rates on i think i've heard that the refresh rate needs it's preferred that it's, it's higher the set standard is roughly where it is so most like plays the original psvr um i think is 90 it could be 120 maybe but i, I have that uh, but i'm pretty sure they're all 90 so like the quest to uh the vive really? um Oculus. yeah like they're all 90 to 120 like okay. but i hear like i'm pretty sure it's mostly like so you know it's one of those things that it, it partly depends on the the uh the hardware you're running off as well but any lower than 90 and i think that's when you start getting sick yeah. um okay so that's like that is the minimum, but you know they they're really doing a good job of promoting this thing as a they're making a good step forward uh, because a lot of people were afraid. Oh no, like they're abandoning the system because uh, they've had other other uh, press you know events where they haven't said a peep about it. They're like, no, we're not we're, like we have nothing to give you about this. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, it's it's going the way of the Vita, you know, <laughs> they they're they're just going to bury the uh, PSVR. And uh, well, I know, think. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I think that I think that they, they're making all the right steps. And the big excitement about this is uh, rumors anyways, people are I think it's mostly speculation, but it's like wishful thinking for a lot of people. But if enough people say it out loud, it might happen where um, yeah. Half-Life Alex might be able to come out on this thing. Well, that's that's kind of brings up another point that I, I, I want to get to. But, I mean, I think the real excitement for me was like, oh, PSVR is not dead. You know, like, I, I mean, I, I you know, just PSVR 2 being announced and discussed as being a likelihood now um, makes me think that, the sales for PSVR one were more, um, more encouraging than Sony probably thought that they were. Cause I would have thought that those would be pretty dismal, but I know there were a lot like after it came out and then the price dropped a little bit and there were bundles and stuff. I know that uh, I did hear, I think I heard that there was, that there was quite a bit of sales going on. Um, that was weird. Um, yeah, it was, uh, so anyway, no, the, uh, no, 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 no. I mean, so, so like the, 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 there were quite a bit of sales going on and stuff like that and bundles. And I was like, that's pretty enticing. You know, if I it didn't have any money at the time, but, it, but I was like, well, you know, if I did, I would kind of want to go for it. But like, uh, like, like what you said just a second ago about half-life Alex. Oh yeah. So the, my, my point there is that, you know, I've heard other people in VR talk about years ago about how VR is really its own industry, you know, now. And they were saying that we as a, as different companies in this VR space right now, we need to think about VR, not in terms of competition with each other, but just in terms of survival as an industry. So like, if the Vive does well, even though I work for Oculus, I should be really glad that the Vive does well because it means that I might have a job, you know, sometime in the future or PSVR or um, 
or uh what was the other one competition is good in this system. no yeah it's uh you got the index val index um, it's it's good but like it's good but really what needs to happen is that the, the is the industry just needs to survive and that's what they're worried about is like well that's I, the thing is if there's more competition there's more people making these things but if if yeah. they start dwindling uh Which, i mean i think that one of the things that hurt uh quest they sold a lot of quests during the during the holiday apparently uh, but I think one of the things that helped it in, during these holiday sales is they stopped the stupid mandatory Facebook like sign in stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think they had they uh, changed it is what it was. I think you have your own sign in, uh, you know, thing, but it's not directly integrated with Facebook as it was before because they made that stuff mandatory. And a lot of people were like, we're done with it or I'm not going to get it now. Um because you know people hate Facebook, uh, and rightfully so. And like and like sharing games, like I could definitely see like Steam going like okay, like we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna put out, and they probably would have anyway because Orange Box and stuff like that was all on the other systems. But you know, Steam might otherwise be like, no, we're not gonna put this out on PlayStation. But because it's VR, and because they want, they probably want Vive to do well. And, and stuff like that, they might take the risk and go, okay, yeah, let's put out a, a new game and, and not hold it back from the other platforms, you know, and stuff like that. But it's, yeah, it's, a lot of people are asking for that to be a, they're like, they're wishing for that to be like the launch game. That'll be, you know, not a pack in, but at least if it's there available at launch, a lot of people will be happy. And I think that'll, that'll move a lot of systems or it'll help at least because uh, it's such a unique experience. And, I've only heard good things about um, Half-Life Alex yeah. uh, from those who actually had a chance to. And unfortunately I have not because my PlayStation uh, VR is not good enough for it. Um, the, you know, so you know, you know, I would love to play it. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard it's pretty much the best game. Like it's like the best, like game game uh, depending on what you kind of like in games. But I, I have read that like, Hey Alex or Half-Life Alex is, is really, you know, kind of just the best. Um, but whenever PSVR first came out, you know, and I, I first heard about it, I was like, okay, these guys have the best chance of making this actually work. Um, to me, uh, I mean, steam is pretty close, you know, up there, but gosh, the vibe is so prohibitively expensive and you had to have just this fucking beefcake of a machine uh, oculus you know similarly but like psvr is like okay they're making this thing that can already run on a ps4 a lot of people are going to just get that outright so you know it's not going to be as good vr you know as the other ones but it's an easier entry point at the price point they were looking for uh you make some whatever games that, that are okay uh and then you really break it open with PSVR too, which it sounds like they are kind of getting, I don't know how, how good the other iterations for, or the other uh, companies are, but this sounds pretty competitive to me. It sounds good. Like it sounds like it's going to look good and work well to me. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. The, uh, they did mention uh, that they're doing a uh, horizon zero dawn uh, game. I can't, uh, the name of it slips in my mind right now. The um, they showed a little bit of footage of it. You know, granted, it's you know they're showing it on a screen, so you're not getting the VR experience. And they only show a little bit of it. So it's just a little trailer, so it's kind of hard to make a real judgment out of it. Mm. Uh, but the idea is, if they if um, 
it's supposed to be a different team working on it, not the original Guerrilla Games, but I think Guerrilla Games has you know a hand in it. Uh, but if it's something along the lines of um, the you know you have the assets already for making the new Horizon um, Forbidden West, and then you're going ahead and uh, you can use those assets to you know make a VR game, and I, usually you don't have to make it as high fidelity. Um, you, you can uh, you can do a lot of changing to that. Uh, so if you can take a, a a full game and then turn around and flip it to make a, a VR a good VR experience, use uh, the assets, that, but kind of switch some things around and make it VR. Yeah, yeah, you can double dip, or you can do something complete like uh, Resident Evil uh, Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so Resident Evil Seven did that with uh, being a completely uh, you know non VR game, but then you can experience the entire thing in VR. Uh, I that's that is one of my uh uh one of my guilt games where I have it and I I have it installed and I've yet to have a time to play it yeah. because I want to do I want to do one of the things uh uh um, what is that Mark McDonald on uh eight four mm. uh raved about playing the experience about playing this and he goes uh his his ultimate way you have to play it was you have to play this game alone at night um. In the dark, no lights on, because uh, you can't have any light seeping through the sides of the VR helmet. You have to know you're alone in the room. You can't play with <laughs> someone else in the room because you have to know you're by yourself, and you have to have headphones on, and you have to like have that full solo experience. Uh, but the way he ta- the way he just raves about that game is amazingly like, like okay, I want to try it that way. I just don't ever have the like. It's one of those things that once I start it, I I have to see it to, through to the end. And that means I have to have enough time to be able to dedicate in the evenings. And I just, life has always gotten in the way. So, that's, yeah, that's, uh, and that's the, the hardest thing about VR is that it's like, okay, guess what? You don't get to be a human being for your, the duration of this, you know? And, and that's, that's one of the bigger, uh, you know, issues with it. I think as time goes on, you know, like the, the dream is to, Turn to take VR in all of its glory and better even than it is now and reduce it down to sunglasses that like go on your face. And it's like, okay, if you can do that sunglasses and like a Bluetooth headset or whatever, it's like, that is, that is definitely better for the realm of actually being a human who has to interact with other humans and maybe have a wife or a girlfriend or something like that or you know, or something like that, or kids uh, that you have to pay attention to sometimes. Um, it's, it's hard to have a full VR experience or full game, quote unquote, game experience, because the when it comes to VR, you end up having uh, it's, it's more suited for bite sized bits because uh, it's the current technology. Well, it's probably gotten better, but the older stuff, you know, it's, it is really hard to dedicate sitting in something for like hours. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, but they're getting the, you know, like I said, the lack of cables or the, the minimum, you know, the original PSVR had HDMI uh, and like USB and you had to hook up a bunch into a box and then you had a single cable running. But this is just a single USB-C that plugs straight into the system and that's really it. Uh, and then like the Quest 2 is a solo standalone thing. No extra plugins, 
So, you know, the, things are getting better. Uh, there's still innovation. Uh, but once again, you, it's still really a, a time sink. Um, and you also have to have a dedicated space or be willing to rearrange furniture like myself. Dude, yeah, Every that's... time I want to play VR, I have to push myself so, uh, my sofa all the way to the back, uh, which blocks the access to my laundry room. Uh, but that's the way that living space is down there. And that provides me enough space to do uh, standing VR. So, yeah, it is. It's a little bit difficult it's it's tough you know and that's that is one of the big concerns is space because but once they can get it to where you don't have to we can just put it on and you don't have to really claim the whole room for it then then uh yeah i think it'll 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 i'm not sure if it'll take off but it'll definitely be a step in the right direction but that's really cool dude um i'm, I'm excited probably not I, i'm not i know i'm not as excited as you but I'm excited uh, to see. Oh, dude, it's. What's I am so be ready it. for this. <laughs> I know, I know you are, dude. All right, so we do have one more segment uh, that we're gonna do. Um, it's a new year. It's new. It's a new year, new you. Um, so we are going to do a little segment uh, of 2022 predictions. Um, so. Uh, we're gonna... Yeah, before we do that, though, um, I'm going to say let's take a break. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll... yeah, let's go ahead yeah. and take a quick break and we'll be back uh, for that in just a minute. Okay, see you in a second. All right. Okay, and we are back. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to be doing uh, some some 2022 predictions. Um, I'm not really sure exactly how we want to do this. I know I have a list and you have a list. Um, is it all on the docket? Is that right? It's all on the docket. Just let's just go in that order. Uh, okay. Okay. That sounds good to me. Um, all right. So, uh, my first prediction is that, um, well, I guess I should say a little bit about how this is going to work, I, I guess, in my mind. So I'm going to say a prediction, and I may I may believe it, and I may not, but I'm not going to answer first. The person who poses the question is not going to answer first. It's the the one, the other one that is going to answer first, and then and then I'll give uh, my answer. Um, so yeah, that's how it's going to work. So my first one is the uh, GPU 40 series will be out in 2022 specifically they will be coming out in q3 so do you think that is going to happen or not going to happen no way in hell uh i granted uh nvidia has done a lot of stupid stuff recently like re-releasing the 3080 uh 12 gig model like quietly launching that and then jacking the msrp uh from seven hundred dollars to uh i think it's like 12 uh granted there's no founders edition to that one mm. but it's literally a pointless bump and it's only a five percent increase uh from the 3080 and it's five percent less than the 3080 ti uh but it's far closer to the 3080 ti price range um mm. so yeah they've done a lot of stupid stuff recently uh but there's no way they're going to be releasing the um uh the 40 uh, in q3 uh, it, maybe q4 but if they know what they're doing uh if i think they're smart they'll treat this like the um uh was it the 10 series and they'll skip uh the, they used to do things before the 10 series they came out with a new one almost every year uh they'll skip this uh, the skip a year and like the 10 series and then come out with the 40 series in 2023 okay okay that is my firm belief i think that they will be releasing the gpu 40 series in q3 
2022. Um, I think that's going to happen. Uh, I mean, it might be possible that it wouldn't, but I'm going to stick with, I mean, it might be possible that it would go to Q4, but I think it is going to be in Q3. So like that uh, July, August, September, I think that's, that's when they're going to do it. I, I think that they will do it, but that is, that is my belief. We shall see how it goes. So I'm pretty sure they traditionally release in Q4 anyways, though. Uh, they, it's either end of September, uh, or after, uh, usually is when they release. So well, it, September it would be Q3. Q3 might, it, so it would, be Q, it would, yeah, I would say September would be the, the only month that would, that would come out. And I, I think, don't think they'd, there's no way they'd come in any earlier. I think what they've been talking about is July. We'll just see. Let's, let's, let's see what happens. Um, okay. Uh, but I mean, being pessimistic is the more likely thing. I will say, if you just if you're pe- pessimistic about anything to do with technology or games, you're gonna be right at least sixty percent of the time, um, and that's and that's a pretty low estimate. You're probably gonna be right more often than that. So, um, the next uh, round of things is uh, game releases and whether or not we think the dates are gonna hold on some of these now. I don't have every game, but I thought I'd pull some that I, I think that are uh, pretty interesting, um, kind of the higher profile releases. The first uh, coming up uh, very soon is Elden Ring. Do you think that Elden Ring will hold to its release date of February nineteenth, twenty twenty two? I think it'll hold. Um, I think if they if they have to push it back, it'll be minimum like. A month at most but honestly i think at this point because they've already knocked it back at least twice i think once for sure um i think they'll hold uh they they seem to get a lot of good positive feedback from that beta they did a while back and uh it's one of those things that they could probably work on it as a live game and any bugs can more or less be a part key feature of that experience um it's a souls game so therefore any bugs is just part of the hardness and so, you know, granted, they'll patch out something. They might patch out some of the glitchy bits, but uh, I think they'll, I think they'll hold it. Okay, I also think that they're going to hold it. Uh, we're we're kind of too close now. Um, it's possible to push, but you know, they had a a really good beta that went that went well, um, uh, and so people were pretty excited about static about that. I think that they're that it's ready and it's going to go. So the next one is Bayonetta three. Do you think that will release in 2022 at all? Um, I think it'll release uh, probably third or fourth quarter is okay. my guess. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I thought you were going to say the opposite. Oh, that they wouldn't come out or it'd come out earlier. That you, that I thought that you would say that it was not going to come out in 2022. Uh, it's like honestly i haven't been to be, to be completely blunt i haven't been paying much attention to it i know they recently showed out that um the last thing i remember seeing is they had that kaiju-esque battle uh trailer that they shown uh but I, I honestly don't know any like there hasn't been a lot of major releases planned for the switch that have really caught my eye and so i think this is one of those big heavy hitters that they need they need something um yeah so this is i think they're going to try to come out but uh, at the same time, you can also tell you can also bet that it'll never come out, you know, because it's been forever since they first announced it. Um, yeah, but I mean, like we've no, seen gameplay footage. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm 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 thinking that they're going to try to have something more or less. Uh, uh, you'd want it before the holiday season, but I I would hope that they'd have it by fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that it's going to come out uh, kind of a lot because of some of the reasoning on that, you know, that you, that you had as well. 
Um, it's been a while. It's been a really long time uh, coming between Bayonetta 2 and Bayonetta 3. Um, and, uh, you know, there's not a lot of big Switch games that are slated for this year that I can I can remember. There's another one I'll talk about in just a second. But uh, I think they do need Bayonetta 3 to come out uh, this year. Um, I think it is going to be later, uh, or else we would have heard more about it. We would have a release date if it was going to be out in March. But I, I think that it'll probably be uh, late Q3, sometime in Q4, before they actually get it out. Um, so the next one is God of War Ragnarok. So the current date, as far as I've seen recently, was uh, September 30th, 2022, uh, do you think it'll hold to that date or do you think it is going to push or oh, no, not early? at all? It has to get pushed. Uh, it's on the 30th. There's very few. If it's on the first or the end of the month, it's no, it's always a placeholder. Uh, like I'd be amazed if it released on uh, September 30th. Uh, now the question in my brain is, does it come out this year? And mm. um, I want it to come out this year and you know, I think they would they want it to come out, but it it's iffy. Uh, I'm gonna say it does come out this year, uh, but mm. that's like a 51 percent chance and a 49 percent chance it gets pushed to 2023. I mean, because a got, lot of major games did last year got pushed into this year, so I wouldn't be too surprising. Yeah, I, you know, like you kind of that kind of is a good point. September 30th sounds like a really good date to push back to, like November 20th. You know, uh, it's perfect for that. Like, well, we're going to aim to get it out this time and crunch is going to happen or they're just not gonna be able to make it. And they're going to go, okay, we need like another month, like a month and a half to really polish this thing up and, and make a, and make a big time game out of it. Um, I think it'll push too. I, I think September 30th. So did my September 30 saying that at the end of the month, did it, did that put, did that change your mind at all? No, or? I, I was, I, I mean, like, I was pretty much like, I think it's going to push just because um, something's something on this list has got to push. And I think it's, I think it's, it's going to be that that has room to push, um, you know, out a little bit and still be this year. Uh, but I think it, I'm not going to say when, but I do think it'll push off of that September 30th date, uh, which is, at this point, it's pretty likely, I think, just in general. I mean, even if it goes to October 1, then, you know, we're both still right. Um, but so I guess maybe it's not that bold of a, bold of a prediction. But, yeah, I think it's going to push. Um, next one is uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Do you believe that that will release in Q4 of 2022? The honest answer is I don't care. That's um... not the game, though. <laughs> Joe, I, I would, I would say, um, I actually don't know where, where I don't know anything where it's at in the, the development cycle. Uh, so I'm gonna say it gets gets pushed. Um, I'm gonna say something happens, blah blah blah. It's not ready, uh, and it gets it gets pushed because it's they're not committing to anything, and it's it's a Zelda game. They get pushed a couple times easily. So I'm gonna say it's a 2023. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna go to 2023 as well. Um, it, it's, they've shown a little bit, uh, uh, a while ago. Uh, so that would be a good sign. Cause they've had more time to get all that in. 
but who knows what changes that they've made. And, you know, we haven't heard a whole lot more about it. So if we don't hear a good chunk more, um, I guess the next, um, well, if we don't hear a good chunk more at the next Nintendo Direct, then I would think that it's probably not going to come out this year. Um, but probably early 23, like March 23 would be. Yeah, but Nintendo's been really weird about shadow dropping things or just, you know, blatantly just coming out like quietly. Uh, they'll have a major event or there'll be a world major event and then they're like, we're not really going to do anything. And then they'll do their own thing on the side like a week later. Yeah. Uh, so you got like E3 coming up and stuff like that. So, you know, they, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't put it past them to be like, you know, during E3 and be like, surprise, it's coming out like next month. Um, you know, they've done sneakier stuff than that but at the same time uh they could just go dark and then be like oh it's not coming out surprise like if they really need to hit those holiday sales because there's not a lot of big franchise games you know you have like a new metroid that'll come out or like a quote-unquote real full-fledged not a small 2d like you know experience before um the prime four yeah the full yeah you know and so that's you have that um on the on on the plate somewhere but Honestly, um, yeah. I think I th- I just think being a Zelda game, it's I wouldn't put it past that getting knocked back. Uh, and you know what? For what it's worth, when they push back the Zeldas, it always comes out, uh, you know, just as a stellar game, a stellar product. Now, the last one, Breath of the Wild, wasn't for me, and I realized that. But at the same time, uh, the world loved it. So, yeah, uh, it's you it admit was worth that you're wrong. That's what is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing you say it. Uh, Nick, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not wrong. I'm just not the demographic. I'm not the see for children, for children or those who have so much free time that they can explore it. But like I beat, I did all the dungeons, all the hundred percent of that game. The only thing I didn't do is collect all the horses or all the pieces of shit. Just literally that you hate exploration. You just hate exploration. It's fine. It's, I mean, that's, that's just how you like to play games just by not exploring. You just, that's that's if it. there's things to explore i mean a ubisoft game at least has things to explore whether it be the same things over and over again but <laughs> or maybe too many things like, but yeah this is just vast waft of nothingness and they're like oh my god you i think you just you can spend all your time climbing it and regenerating stamina and then you you know what you can cook you can spend your time doing this fucking cooking mini game and listen to that stupid song over and over again and you want to just blow your brains out because this game is so bad i mean i think great. i think you just i think you just made my next point with your ubisoft comment but anyway like yeah i mean it's definitely like whether you know it's your cup of tea or not it is a lot of people are really looking forward to it um and they they are going to handle it carefully i think i think they know this is you know, uh, the big thing and they got, they got it to get it out. Right. So yeah, it could, it could make 2022, but I, I doubt it. I think it is going to go to 2023. Um, that was the last one for me, but then you have something here about uh, GTA six. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Uh, so I don't, in my opinion, a GTA six isn't coming out. Uh, but my question is how much info do you think you're going to end up getting? Or do you think I'm wrong and you think it'll actually, they'll, they'll bring it out this year. Um, let's, um let's narrow it down on in on info uh all right let's talk so, about like a trailer uh, do, maybe do you think they'll give you a few do you think they're gonna give a future release date um do you think they'll narrow it down to a year like uh sometime between now and this end of this year do you think they're gonna be like coming out you know third quarter you know 2023 or sometime in 2024 
Gosh, man. So I think that I think that we will get So have they confirmed that it's definitely happening? Uh, it is. Um they just um so there they, has okay. the last bit of rumor there's a bit of rumor that I heard um but I'll let you know that after you make your prediction. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um I think that we will get uh, I think that this year we'll get a year on it. That that it will be like okay, okay we're making it and we're going to and mm, Yeah, I'll, I'll say oh, okay. I'll go out on a limb and you'd say yeah. We'll get we'll get an expected year. Do you have a prediction of what that year is going to be? No, I I, okay. I don't want to say that, but I'll say we'll get an expected year. <laughs> All right. Um, now I'm not sure. I heard this. Uh, I was watching something or listening to something, and uh, now I don't know where the sources are from. Uh, what I heard was uh, they were talking. Scuttlebutt was 2024. Uh, and I think that was, that would be logical, uh, considering the fact that uh, they're still making too much money off of GTA Five. Yeah. Uh, and gosh, that's there's, crazy. Yeah, and you know, granted, GTA Five has a first-person uh, mode now, so for a while. So guess what? When VR two, uh, PSVR two comes, that'd be a great time to port that game over because it's the one thing it hadn't been ported over to. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. at this point, like uh, you know a new calculator should be able to run that game. Uh, the yeah. original. Yeah, for real. Uh, I mean, you, very few games have been ported over as many times and sold as many times over as GTA five, at least in the modern setting. And to, to the extent, cause it's always on the top, like steam game, you know, purchase list and stuff like that forever. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's as far as other games go, uh, there wasn't a lot that really caught my eye that I'm like, though there's a few that I'm excited about, but honestly, uh, none that I'm really too worried about because uh, I think a lot of things are just going to get bumped back. I mean, that's the world we live in now. COVID's way worse. We have a higher we we have a um, we don't have highest tolerances we do for bullshit anymore because games have come out, especially with after Cyberpunk. I think um, Cyberpunk has proved that if you come out and your game's hot trash, uh, people are going to be pissed. But also from the sales of Cyberpunk, that doesn't stop people from, from buying the game and owning it still. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like a catch twenty two. But we are more vocal as a society, as a world at large, to just dogpile on a game. And you don't want to burn any goodwill uh, like they did. Um, CD Projekt Red uh, did with that because when the new uh, Witcher comes out, uh, it's a lot of people people would have blindly just given their money and been like yep yeah, this hands down it's going to be great uh but now after this they're like oh maybe i'm going to step wait and just see what the reviews are beforehand cuz you you can't be trusted anymore yeah like honestly i i think that i think it remains to be seen um i think people are dumb enough or they're just out yeah. of the, they're just out of the loop enough to where they will they they will buy the next thing because they bought the last thing and they remember the Witcher and they like the Witcher. So whatever CD Projekt Red makes uh, next, you know, I, I could see it going 
going poorly for them. But if the marketing is right and the promises are right and stuff like that, honestly, I don't think they're going to take any hits on, on, on whatever, uh, thing that they happen to do out, uh, to put out next. Um, because it'll probably be good. I think CD Projekt Red actually is going to be like, whoa, we really came really close to, uh, I mean, having a massive disaster on our hands. Um, we need to make sure that, because we, we can't do it again. Because if we do it again, then then that's when the real retribution comes, you know. Um, so, you know, fool me once kind of thing. So I, I don't know, like, I, I think that they will behave uh, on the next thing around, but um, I don't think people are going to spend any, any less uh, money on, on it. I don't think people are going to abstain from buying. I think, from... The, I think those who will buy it, who play, who are invested will continue to buy it. But at the same time, everyone's going to wait just a little bit longer. Uh, yeah. and, you know, before, you know, beforehand people were like, yeah, I'm up for pre-ordering because they're one of the few people who can't, who haven't fucked it up and they can't. Um, you know, that's a lot of those companies there's very few. I can't think of a company right now that has a legacy um, that really has that anymore because, you know, Bioware used to be that way for a lot of people in the RPG space where like Bioware can't do any wrong. And no matter what they come out with, you know, they may, it may not be as strong as it was like uh, Mass Effect 3. A lot of people weren't as happy with it, but they still, it was still satisfying and it was still worth the purchase. And then Andromeda happened and also the, um, uh, was it the space jetpack game that they made? And I can't remember that one either. Uh, oh yeah. But Anthem, right. Anthem. Yeah. Yeah. So those, you know, those games came out and you know, like, they're like, no, uh, Bioware isn't the same Bioware anymore. All the good people are gone. Uh, that's yeah. kind of what people assume. It's a totally different uh, company now. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly it. And so that's the CD project was one of the few teams that were like, oh yeah, they can't like, they still had that perfect track record. You know, it's, uh until you know it's they're bound to screw it up you know we you put them on a pedestal high enough you know it's like they're but any stumble is going to create a create a big mess and uh that's kind of how it's going with um you know it's there's like i said there's very few companies out there that might that still have a stellar track record like that true. Um, yeah. but i'm saying everyone's bumping everyone's getting pushed back because they don't want to make you know you want to keep your name you know your branding good and so therefore you need to make sure you come out with quality um some issues are acceptable. We've accepted that. That's what patches are for. Uh, but you can't come out the hot garbage. Uh, you can't do the um, Ubisoft, uh, what is it, um, Assassin's Creed, you know, uh, the oh, one in yeah. Paris. In uh, London. It was in London, I thought. Uh, no, it was the, the Paris. It was with the, um, because that was the, the London one was with the, tw the two siblings. It was the one before that. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Oh, you're um, right. Yeah. Revolution or something like that. I forgot what yeah. I remember. The faces, the, the horrifying faces. The horrifying faces was was the the thing I remember from that. Those are some pretty yep. bad shit. But okay, so um, let's go on with the the next one. So I've got uh, one kind of changing uh, changing uh, gears here a little bit. So the PS Five will be able you will be able to physically go into a store and buy it without having without waiting in line or uh getting on a wait list in 2022 uh so you're saying readily available uh yeah so you, are you saying like 90 percent success rate or 100 i'm saying you as a person or me as a person 
at least one of us can can take can go physically into a store could if they wanted to go into a store and buy it without okay because i was gonna say i've had the opportunity already i just have chosen not to because i'm just i'm not investing in the system right away um but as just on a day-to-day basis at any given time uh i i think that would happen this year i'll go with that uh they are getting more available uh they are showing up more things have yeah, I think I think by the end of 2022, uh, say the holiday season, uh, well, maybe the holiday season they might uh, smoke out, but before then, third quarter, yeah, I think you should by the end of third quarter they should be available. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so too. I think that I think that by the end of the year we'll we'll start seeing them on the shelves, uh, you know, back like normal, um, which will be a blessing. Okay, um, so. Yeah, so another one for me is um, another company will come out with a Game Pass-like service in 2022. So I guess to define that further, it's like it's a subscription and you can download whatever games they have on there for the subscription fee. Uh, So pretty much just exactly like Game Pass, probably called something different from a different company or whatever. But there will be another Game Pass-like service that will come out in 2022 yeah uh my prediction is there's going to be something and it'll probably be playstation because they've already been in the uh, rumor to be um discussing or mulling something over similar to that yeah i think i think so too i think uh i think it's it's going to happen and it's almost certainly going to be sony um question is i don't know if if or when you know epic or steam will try to jump onto that because uh you know, you know, Xbox doing it, it's kind of bad enough. If Sony and Xbox are doing it, um, that is really going to start cutting into the other, uh, the other stores, um, ability to, to sell games because <laughs> a lot of them are just coming out for subscriptions, but yeah, anyway. Um, so I think, I think so too. All right. You've got a couple here for us as well. So give it a go. Yeah. All right. Um, so one of us is, um, uh, let's see here. PSVR 2. One of the rumors that come out uh, that I heard uh, a while back was uh, the rumor is that it's going to be um, people are looking at uh, Q2 of 2022. So literally, um, you know, this uh, April through like June, July-ish. Um, mm, okay. You know, well, okay. So Q2 ends with Q2. the last day of, of June. Uh so let's see. Well, it's if it's Q two, uh, that'd be uh, yeah, that'd be the last day of June. Uh, so do you think it'll it'll come out sometime for the spring before summer hits for all those kids? I do not think it's going to be coming out. Um, I don't think it'll be coming out before uh, the end of twenty twenty two or before the end of Q two of this year. I don't. Uh, or yeah, we are in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think I think that we. I think we're not going to get that until, I mean, it's a very early, if you'd said like Q4 of this year, Q3, Q4, I would be like, okay, maybe, but Q2, I'm, I'm thinking it's, I don't think it's, it's going to come out that early. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm betting on uh, the holiday season, Q4. I'm thinking that they're uh, what they've been showing this goes into the also the uh, the idea that the PlayStation Fives will be more readily available. Mm. Uh, so I think they'll. Uh, yeah, they've got to have those having, out. Yeah. 
yeah, so I'm thinking they really want to hit that holiday market because they're selling gangbusters with the PS5 and to have, you know, they have a they're really good growing install base. So I think it'll be really beneficial for them to have something out um, during, you know, during that time. So I think PSVR uh, 2022, that's not that's very reasonable, I think. Okay. I think so, too. Unless there's so, the only reason why you'd be bumped back is supply issues, but th- we've already seen that they're willing to pump it out or push it out, even though no one can get it. Sure. They're like, you know, there's only a hundred of them. Guess what? It's launched, though. <laughs> it's a paper launch, but it's still technically released. Um, Not our we fault. Sold a, you can't we sold 100% buy it. of our allocation. You know? They're all they're all ten thousand dollars each. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's funny. So in really in all right, and also with the PlayStation Five uh, bit. Uh, well, also, um, well, the consoles in general, uh, do you think uh, that uh, by the end of this year uh, that or sometime this year, they'll have a new version of the said consoles, uh, you know, something like the slims or the pros, uh, you know, some sort of reform factor or upgrade in um, hard drive space? Yeah, yeah. OK, um, I don't think it'll be this year. I think it it has a strong chance of being 23 but I don't think it's uh, it's quite it's quite ready yet uh, for this year. Um, yeah, so no, I don't think so. I completely agree with you. Uh, during a normal time span, uh, if the pandemic never hit, I would say it would totally come out this holiday season. They, at the very minimum, they, it would be a uh, increased hard drive size. Uh, it would be the same same box, just bigger bigger memory uh, uh, storage. That's that's what I would have thought originally. Uh, it still can happen, but honestly, I think it's because it's so hard to you know, just get the current models. See, I, I think, think see, I see, I separate that from from Pro or or Slim. I think a bigger hard drive is uh, that's I I, I mean I, I I see that it's technically different, but. But I, I kind of think like a, like a slimmer, a pro model is. It, it'd be a newer skew though. That's the thing. So uh, that's actually, I guess I could have rephrased that that way. Um, but I honestly don't think nothing's going to happen until next yeah. year. Uh, the reason, and the reason being is because uh, during a normal lifespan, there would be a lot more games out. There wouldn't have been so many delays. Things would have been on the right track, but because of all the pushbacks and all the delays, there's not um there's not enough screaming reason to go out and grab it. And a lot of people have already been doing their external, like buying the external stuff. Um, they have the memory cards for the uh, Xbox uh, series and they have the, uh, you know, they finally released driver support. So you can put in a uh, specific, uh, you know, NVMe uh, M.2 uh, SSDs into the PlayStation five. Right. So there's not a real demand there. You know, people have solutions. Uh, there may not be the best solutions, but yeah. they're there. Uh, and so I think it won't be till next year, uh, 2023, that they start releasing. You know, ideally, I would, you know, I would have loved a, a pro model of the PlayStation to come out coinciding with the new ver- the new uh, VR headset. But yeah, I think that's what happened is, yeah, yeah. What I think what they'll do is they'll release the headset and then realize maybe some as some games start getting developed or some some of the higher end stuff like, you know. Uh, maybe someone wants a little extra oomph to run their headset, you know, and then, then they'll come out with a new uh, PlayStation that'll kind of like they did with the Pro. Technically, PSVR 1 runs on the standard PlayStation slash Slim, uh, eh. but it re- like you really need the Pro to really run things uh, confidently. So, 
yeah, that's uh, but I think the way it's set up now, the current PlayStation uh, VR 2 is de- designed specifically for the mainstream uh, PS5, and uh, they'll eventually come out. And I'm, I'm hoping uh, I'm optimistic for next year, uh, 2023, to have a uh, something with a little more oomph, is you know, a half step, yeah, yeah, I think so too. All right, um, uh, yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say my, my, my last thing or uh, question I'm going to put out to the ether is what company will be the, uh, the next big scandal, the next big dumpster fire uh, who will be the EA's worst company to work for or the new Activision uh, will. So uh, I mean, we kind of like, like in the pre-show in the pre-show uh, stuff, we kind of talked a little bit about this and yeah, I mean, it's going to come down in my mind to, to four to to four companies, you know, Activision, Blizzard, uh, which is one, EA, um, and then uh, Ubisoft or or, or Bethesda, um, like I guess Gearbox has had has had their share with like uh, what's his name Randy Pitchford, isn't that? Oh the, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, that's him. <laughs> he's the gift that keeps on giving, man. Um, but I think they finally chained him up uh, in the basement and. Or not they took took away his, his tweeting ability, um, so he so should be pretty quiet there. I guess I don't know. Um, uh, you you can also say you can also say someone who comes back to you too. You know, so you can say like, no, Activision's still going to stay strong. They're going to stay the top of the bottom on that one. The, the, the terrible champs all year. Um, from you know, so like you you can say that or you know. Yeah, I mean that, there's a couple th- other. Companies. That's a strong one. Like that's a strong like, the shit show will continue in you know, for Activision, new things will come to light and it will, and they will still take, take the rain, you know, biggest shit show two years running. I could definitely see that. Um, I could definitely also see Bethesda with the nylon bags thing again. You know, it's, I mean, that wasn't too bad, dude. dude. In the grand scheme of the world being uh, like in trouble. But like, but like, um, as far as like, but as, I mean, yeah, that's, that's not that bad, but if it could still be the worst thing to happen and it's not, it's not like nylon, if that's the worst. Oh, that'd be great. If that's the worst thing to happen, like the nylon bags is not, is not that bad just by itself. It's everything else that happened with fallout 76 and then the, the bags itself. on top of it. It was just a fucking nightmare. Gosh. Um, any, mini mighty mo. Uh, what is, what is the safest here? Um, EA is actually not doing too horrible, but you never know. Uh, I'm going to say that. And then Ubisoft. Has, can I pass? Can you go first? Your no. rules, man. You go first. Right. I asked the question. You're right. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I am going to say Bethesda. I'm just going to choose Bethesda. All right, uh, but that's just a safe bet. Uh, so, uh, my the safest bet, in my opinion, is either. Um, so it, it depends, I guess. It depends if you like. Are you? Do you look at the, uh, you know, the small company and the parent company, or are you looking at just one specific name? Because I'm like, well, if you're looking at the larger companies, then you got Riot or Tencent, right? Because they own like the world at this point. I would say. <laughs> uh, I mean, Riot's already been in trouble once before. Uh, they they suffered a lot of heat back in the day. Um, I don't, 
Yeah, and you know, and there's some sign, there's some some thinking that they haven't really totally fixed everything. So it's it might be possible for that to mess up again. I would say if you really want to cast the widest net, like Tencent owns a lot of the world, so it's got to be within video games. I'd say, um, I'd say you could probably say Tencent and one of their video game subsidiaries uh, have a big fuck up. You could. I would allow yeah. that, I guess. That's like I said, that's the cheap way out because like I said, they own so damn much. Uh, but, you know, they so. al- they also typically run a fairly tight ship. Um, I think they probably have riot in order. Yeah. So. But that's the thing is you when you when you're ten cent, um you buy you you know, you acquire so many things and that's uh that's one of the things that's like uh Activision and Blizzard both are terrible by themselves. But Activision bought Blizzard, and it just happened to be they both got caught at the same time. Um, you know, uh, but it's one of those things that you can easily acquire somebody and then be like, "Oh wow, uh, we acquired you because of this." Turns out there's this whole load of skeletons in the closet that we didn't realize when we bought the house. I mean, do you so, consider Tencent a publisher? Because I think that should probably be where it stops is at the publisher yeah. level. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends. Uh, you know, it's like. Uh, where I guess, how far do you point the blame? Who knew? How long did they know about it? What's the cover-ups? So, but anyways, I'm just I, I'm Tencent is my joking answer for the fact that you know they own so much. But in reality, yeah. uh, if I had to, it's a good time to go down. <laughs> I mean, it's it's playing those like you know I gotta get the minute percentage so I can say technically I was right. Okay. No, it's <laughs> okay, okay. Fuck those people. Um. <laughs> So I'm, I would say something like uh 2k. That's, that'll be, that'll be my thing is something, uh, 2k, uh, m- shit's going to happen with them. Uh, I can see it now. I mean, uh, that's just, that's just my, uh, my guess. Uh, granted the re- in, uh, I think the real, real answer is going to be Activision just stays this burning fire yeah. and it'll die out. Uh, but I think, you know, and by the end of the year, most people for, have forgotten about it. Uh, but I think, as in the grand scheme of things, something will of course come up, but it won't be as bad as Activision Blizzard uh, fiasco. And therefore, it wins by default of the shit carrying over from the previous year. Uh, but it technically came in and still is the worst thing that happened. Yeah, uh, I that's, think that's the real real answer. I think that probably is. I think you're probably right because if even one new thing that is you know, anything at all, if even one new thing comes out, comes to light, then yeah, they're there. Everything from 2021 counts again, just about, cause it's all the same, you know, running shit show. So yeah, that the likelihood there is, is pretty high. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Cause I, yep. I don't know, but I'm Bethesda year two K and, uh, and uh, I guess and we both Blizzard, Blizzard Activision is going to win. Our Activision Blizzard. And then I, well, I guess we'll both get a half point if Activision <laughs> Blizzard wins. <laughs> that's that's yeah. fair. Um, either one of those, yeah. Okay, dude. That uh, that is it. I think for our predictions for 2022. Uh, looking forward to um, exploring this year of video games with uh, you guys. Um, I think we're going to skip signal boost this time. I've got one, but it was kind of uh smash and grab. And uh, I think I'd like to explore a little bit more before I pull it up. Um, it's been a crazy week or two. 
Uh, yeah, so I think that's going to be it for us signing off. Uh, Joe, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, yeah, you guys, you um, have a good new year. I uh, hope everything goes well this year, but it has to be better than the last one, right? At least that's what we tell ourselves. Uh, but no, <laughs> uh, looking forward to the year to come. Uh, and thanks for staying with us. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. All right, we're getting out of here. Bye. Take it easy. <laughs>